Welcome to another Friday Fun Edition of Second City Sports. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakin McGee, which is she. I am Sydney Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow your Shirley on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports on Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, so you can catch up on the other live shows that we have airing throughout the week. So if you happen to miss them, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Please download that Sports on Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports on Chicago, please follow us on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Please find Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms. And speaking of our podcast, Second City Sports, I know you've been loving it, you've been supporting it, and please continue to do so. For those of you that have not jumped aboard, please jump aboard. You can subscribe to our podcast by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available, we are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type this in your search engine boxes on those podcast platforms. You ready? W-A-R-R on Anchor. Once again, at War on Anchor. And while you're at it, please give War Media a follow on all social media platforms at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, that's at War Media, W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have any definite opinions during our two-hour extravaganza, we call it Sports Talk Radio Show. You can always hit us up in the comment section at Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or at Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something silly or stupid, I've given Lakina full power to give you fools to be a man, be a boot. Bye-bye. <laughs> I don't know what she says that. <laughs> But before we begin, we must remind you that you can catch Sports on Chicago now available on Roku TV. That's right. So celebrate the squad and get with the program. Sports on Chicago is now available on Roku TV. If you already have a Roku television, just tap on that sports folder and download Sports on Chicago's app through that avenue. If you don't have a Roku TV, you have a bunch of handheld devices roaming around iPhone, iPad, iTouch, your personal PC like Lakina's using right now, like a Chromebook. Like I'm using right now, just go to the Apple, uh, to the Google Play Store, download the Roku TV app, and access Sports on Chicago. Do that that way. So no more excuses. Celebrate with the squad and give her the program. Sports on Chicago is now avail- available on Roku TV, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, live and on demand. Let's celebrate, everybody. I know it's, the weather's been a little bit weird in some parts of the country, so if you're watch, watching or listening to us for the first time, welcome. Don't be strangers. Mm-hmm. And we got a lot to do today, Sid, because we're you know, we're going to talk about um, you've got you know March Madness, of course. You've got conference tournaments mm-hmm. going on as the big schools are now coming at it. Of course, the Bulls get an interesting win against the Nuggets and other uh, NBA stuff over the weekend. Is that true? Yeah. That actually happened? Yes, it did. Uh, and also to uh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, and also to the NFL. Uh, you know, of course, all the weird things that's, that's been happening there. We got a lot to do there. So, uh, but my first thing we're gonna talk some March Madness. And, you know, of course, with all the various uh, you know conferences going on as we speak. Uh, Rutgers and Purdue are tied at thirty six. They're in the first timeout of the second half. That's in the uh, quarterfinals of the Big Ten tournament. You got the SCC tournament. Uh, Going on quarterfinals going on right now as we speak. The number one seed in that tournament, Alabama. They are up 15-8 over Mississippi State. Mississippi State, they're on the bubble. So, 
You know, they need to probably need a win here to pull up so here to kind of get themselves into uh, the big dance. So, Sid, I know uh, Illinois lost a tough one yesterday in the uh, second round of the tournament, losing to the Rucker squad that's playing right now against Purdue. But Penn State. Oh, Penn State, I should say. Uh, yeah, and uh, but you know, Penn State, look, Penn State, they, they've had their number all year, so. You know, mm-hmm. they won both their meetings, so uh, that that's, uh yeah, unfortunately. But, uh look, this Illinois team can only go one of two ways. They can either go all the way to the Sweet 16 or they could end up losing the first round. There's really no in-between for this team at this point. But yeah. a lot of the inconsistencies and such, you know, Penn State made the big plays, you know, late, you know, coming in. So they played like a team that was fighting for the attorney, attorney uh, spot. And Brian Underwood, apparently, you know, they started by Sean Davis. Uh, apparently he had a little bit of a, I don't want to say a rant, but I guess – you know, a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you want to say like a little bit of a, a tip after the after the game and the presser. So, uh, so what do you think about all that transpired yesterday here uh, at, over in Chicago at the UC? You just uh, put those uh, put those observations into perfect words, Lakina. Here's the thing about Illinois. We said this all year about this squad. Uh, they're a heavy um, favorite uh, three point shooting team. They shot twenty eight and a half percent from three point range yesterday. Of course, when they shoot hot from there, they usually win the majority of their games. When they don't shoot, shoot it, uh, they look like a different team. Ma- uh, Matthew Meyer had a str- he struggled yesterday, only scoring seven points, only over five from three point range. That's not going to get it done. Coleman Hawkins and Dang Danger, both of them actually had good games yesterday. So you cannot put the blame on, on those two. I want to put the blame a little bit on Terrence Shannon, even though he did have nineteen points. I thought he should have been a little bit more aggressive. But he did all all he could. Ty Rogers, who's been a dependable coming off the bench for the Atlanta, he only had two points yesterday. Luke Good, who's been on the squad the last couple of years, he came in late and, and delivered eight quick points. But you really didn't get any contributions from the, your bench. Matthew Myers uh, struggled from the field yesterday, especially for three point range. And RJ Melendez, you thought he was going to give you a little bit more. He only had four points. So. Uh, Illinois tr- tried, but trying is not good enough, especially at this time of year. Like you said, give Penn State credit. They executed better down the stretch. Danny, you definitely got to give them a little bit more uh, credit there because it would have – look, that place would have been rocking the UC had they had won because they had mm-hmm. to play Northwestern later on. That's when Penn State's going to be playing uh, later on in like a couple hours from now. So, yeah, look, I mean, you know, look, Penn State made the big stops. I mean, like I said, they've won both meetings against uh, the Illini this year. Andrew Funk led the way with 20 points for North uh, for Penn State, I should say. So, look, I think Penn State's already in. I think a lot of uh, a lot of sort of like the uh, the you know the bracketologists, I guess, they mm-hmm. got him as uh, among the uh, the first four, uh, the last four, and I should say. So they could be playing in one of the first four tournaments. Well, we'll see. We'll find out on Sunday. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, look, you know, Shannon Jr. had 19 points, but he you know he definitely picked it up in the second half, but he wasn't a factor in that uh, that first half. So. If for me, I think this is sort of like kind of like a thing with the. This has been a thing with Illinois all year long. You know, some guys step up, some guys have off nights. The shooting mm-hmm. hasn't been very, you know, wasn't you know inconsistent. They were six for twenty-one for three-point range. If you're trying to uh, go far in March, that's not going to work for you. So basically, what you're you're dealing with here is like an Illinois team that the well, the same team that we've been with the last two years. Yeah, they actually have twenty wins, and yeah, they should have mm-hmm. they they could have had a better showing uh, in that tournament. But you know, it mm-hmm. is what it is. And also, too, let's let's be honest here. Uh, a few of their stars I'm talking about, Illinois, have been struggling with foul trouble all year long. And that's uh, what cost them some games, especially uh, down the stretch here these last three weeks. So we had to point that out as well. So, 
Okay, so we'll see what happens there amongst some of the other results from uh, yesterday. Of course, Kansas got a big win uh, against West Virginia in the, the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Texas pulled a, Texas pulled away from uh, Oklahoma State. You know, Oklahoma State now they're going to be uh, you know kind of rubbing their hands and you know away they're kind of right there on the bubble to UCLA. Even though they're going to be without Jalen, because one of their, their top scores, he's going to be uh, he's done for the season, so that could be a big loss for them. But they did take care of Colorado in the quarterfinal of the Pac-12 tournament, so they no they had no trouble with them. Marquette, you know, they had to you know fight it out against St. John's, you know, going to overtime, but they pulled it out. Shocker uh, Shocker Smart's crew, you know, pulled it out 70, 72-70. Uh, Arizona uh, held off Stanford. I mean, Stanford really gave them a go at it late. So saw a little bit of that game. <laughs> Iowa State it looks like they can, they're trying to get back on track. You know, trying to get you know a little streak going before the dance. You know, they edge out uh, Baylor. Uh, TCU took care of K State. Yeah, watch out for TCU. They could they could meet Kansas tomorrow in, in that Big Twelve final. They are. I know they struggled down the stretch, but. Uh, they played the way they played last night uh, like they did early in the season when they upset Kansas and Kansas. Uh, they could be a dangerous squad at tournament time. They really could be if they play well now. Fortunately, North, one team that won't be going to a tournament is North Carolina. They lose to uh, Virginia 68-59. Jaden Garner had 17 points for the Cavs. Uh, R.J. Davis 24 in a losing effort for North uh, North Carolina. Looks like, I think they're going to be like, what, the first to go – from preseason number one to, you know, very likely going to the NIT. You know, that, that's why I was telling our buddy at say who's a big uh, North Carolina fan because he's from that area. I was I was telling him that, look, this is the reason why I've always lobbied for, you know, no preseason uh, rankings until, until you know, almost at the point where a conference starts because mm-hmm. there was a – I always thought they were number one. I always felt that – I know they had a lot of guys their guys back from uh, last season that went – you know, of course, they went always to the championship game and losing to – Kansas, uh, losing a big lead to Kansas, eight point lead mm-hmm. to Kansas. But I always felt that they were maybe a little too high. I mean, they should have been like maybe like a, at most a top 10, not number one. I know they tried to recreate that, that, uh, that little cover with, uh, with Dean Smith and, uh, I, you know, James Worthy and Matt Doherty. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Michael, Michael Jordan Sam was not Perkins. there. Yeah. yeah, Sam Perkins. Oh, Jordan was, Rosie wasn't, Jordan was not there at the time. Well, actually, right. yeah, he was, but he wasn't, uh, you know, the, the MJ that we, uh, saw, of course, as it went on. But, I always felt that that was a little, they were a little bit overrated to start the season. So and then they had some struggles with losing and, and such. So yeah, they had, you know, they got swept by Duke and we'll get to them in a second, but yeah, it, it's just not, not, not looking good for Hubert Davis and his guys. Like you said, the, the NIT looks like it's going to be the best spot for them. Now going back to the big 10 tournament here in Chicago, the results from yesterday, Ohio state takes care of Iowa 73 to 69. I think Iowa's okay. there in the tournament. Ohio State, they're trying to pull off like what Indiana Mike Woodson did a year ago and, and get to the uh, tournament final. Will that happen today? Uh, we'll see when they play it, when Ohio State plays their opponent later on tonight. Uh, Maryland takes care of Minnesota. But Rutgers, uh, which they're playing Purdue right now, they, they beat Michigan yesterday, 62-50. to 50. Jawan Howard, he's out uh, as, a, as, as a, a big dance, and he's out of the Big Ten tournament. I'll ask you, Lakina, Hunter Dickinson scored 24, Michigan's 50 points. Uh, that's unacceptable for the other guys not to step in and step up and help out uh, Hunter Dickinson there. I watched some of that game yesterday. But I want to ask you about Juwan Howard. Is he in trouble going to next year? He did behave himself off the court. He didn't put any hands on anybody, so that's good. But 
I know they had a hot start to the season with a non-conference schedule, but when Big Ten plays started, uh, they struggled. They tried to recover late, but it was too little too late. Do you think he's in trouble going into next year? I don't think so, but I think he's going to be a lame okay. duck. He could be a lame duck going into okay. next year. I mean, you know, they, they've underachie- underachieved this year. A lot of people thought, especially with Hunter Dickinson coming back, a lot of people thought that that was going to you know, sort of like be the turning point, that they could be right up there in the top tier. But, you know, unfortunately, that's not the case. So we'll see. You know, going back to the Ohio State for a second, you know, Bryce Sensenbaugh, you know, he's out, you know, for uh, their game against uh, Michigan State. I should say I'm talking about the, the Ohio State Center. So he averages about 16 points a game. So that's a big loss for uh, Ohio State. So if they're hoping to uh, steal a bid here, yeah, that's going to be even tougher with one of their other uh, big guys out. But, you know, going back to going to the Big East tournament, uh, DePaul and Xavier, you know, DePaul gave Xavier all they could handle, but they, it wasn't enough as Xavier uh, pulled it out, uh, 89-84, uh, you know, I'm glad that they beat him because I, I saw our buddy Ricky O'Donnell said that uh, that you know that the first half of the ball, yeah, they shot from like 61 percent or something like that. It yeah. was like you know the best uh, show that he's seen since uh, I guess what Bobby Simmons and you know Q Richardson. I'm like, okay, you're going that taking far us back to our college days. <laughs> yeah, so you're going that far back, Ricky. Okay, uh, yeah, uh, I don't think. Think so, but yeah, I think so. Feel I'll give him another year because he had a tough goal, you know, with you know, injuries mm-hmm. and such. You know, I think that I think, I think a guy left the program too. So, but next year, I mean, they, they better make a move because if not, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be uh, asking for his head. So, <laughs> DePaul better get together. Um, next year, that's in the Big East tournament. Um, uh, Tennessee, uh, held you know, no, no problem with Ole Miss, uh, San Diego State in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Uh, they beat Colorado State. Uh, you know, gave them all they could handle, but you know, they pulled it out. Duke, which some people are saying could be asleep. Could they be a sleeper? Maybe. I mean, they beat Pittsburgh. They got the best from, uh, from Pitt. Uh, yeah, they were shooting hot from outside yesterday, especially from three. John Shire's squad looks like they're primed and ready. Uh, I want to ask you this real quick about Duke, Lakita. Maybe I'm jumping on his bandwagon too soon, and maybe we're giving too much credit to Coach K. I'll ask the question that the way I'm phrasing it just a second, but can this Duke team be a likable squad again, or am I, or am I just daydreaming? Well, if you saw uh, Kyle Fl- 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 Plowski, I'm hoping I'm saying his name, <laughs> name right, he had uh, 22 points. He's one of their uh, – he could shoot from the, the three-pointer. You know, he was four for six, so he's kind of like one of the reasons. And look, I mean, look, this is this is squad's going to be a lot more like John Shires. He recruited some of these guys, so – yeah, you know, that's I can like I can kind of see them being kind of like that likable squad again. I mean, I had no trouble with the Coach K squads. You know, some of the guys kind of acted like all you know, like high and mighty, and you know this and that. But you yeah, know, they were they were fine. I mean, like I think you know, could they you know people be cheering for Duke again? I don't think that'll be the case. Where some some <laughs> people might, but others may like nah, maybe not. But yeah, I think they'll they'll be okay. I think the Duke, you know, Duke, they're number twenty one now. So you know, could they perhaps you know. Them in Miami, you know, that could be a good game too. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, Duke is getting hot at the right time. I think, you know, that that's probably going to be the key here. Um, Oregon keeping their, uh, in a back 12 tournament, Oregon keeping their uh, hopes alive, 75 70 over Wazoo. And in the 8 10, they're starting their, um, their, you know, tournament, you know, sorry, their tournament yesterday over at the Barclays Center, 73. Um, 73 uh wait i'm looking at the wrong score here but yeah you know they're going on right now i, I think uh unfortunately loyola lost so unfortunately they're they're mm-hmm. done for the year in their first year in the a10 so uh tough uh tough show for coach valentine and that crew but i'm sure they'll, they'll figure it out next year uh st louis 
62-54 win over George Mason in the first round of that tournament. VCU beat Davidson 71-53 in the A-10 tournament there. So, uh, yeah, so we're going to take a really quick break and finish up our, our college hoops talk. And also to a big announcement we got coming up talking about Selection Sunday. We'll mm. talk more about that also too, of course, the NBA. Yeah, the Bulls actually won against Denver. Yes, yes, we yes, they did, Sid. Uh, I know that's shocking <laughs> to some folks. <laughs> a big injury for a freak injury for a KD, and now he's gonna like he's gonna miss the rest of the regular season. Excuse me. And uh could the Lakers perhaps maybe be you know getting high at the right time even without LeBron? Hmm. Well, you know what? We're gonna have all that more coming up next. Excuse me, the King of McGee, Sydney Brown. If I could get this, get this out. Sports on Sports in Chicago. Uh, our basketball power hour coming up right after this. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver. <laughs> I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only 10, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Dr. J and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. 
Welcome back to our fun Friday edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan's going to be on the IG. We have less than 85 minutes left for this extravagance we call a sports talk radio show. If you want to hit us up in the comments section, you can do so by going to Sports Zone, sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Just a couple of uh, uh, live scoring updates around this great country of ours regarding these conference tournaments and college basketball. Timeout in Chicago, 902 left to go in the second half in Chicago in the Big Ten tournament is Purdue. 50, Rutgers 46, and the American Athletic Conference Championship in the quarterfinal. East Carolina is holding on to a one-point lead over the Houston Cougars, the number one team in the country. In that contest in the SEC tournament in Nashville, Tennessee, we have number four Alabama leading Mississippi State. The Crimson Tide lead the Bulldogs 24 to 13. And that's 6 and- 6 to go in the first half. Yeah, and Crane's up about nine against uh, Villanova right now in the quarterfinals of the Big East tournament. So that's going over at MSG. So if you guys want, you know, check that out, uh, you can. Now going back into some of our finish up our college hoops discussion, you want to give congrats to Louisiana. You know, they're going back for the first time since 2014. They win the Sun Belt. Furman, they're going back for the first time. It's been a while since 1980. They win the uh, Southern uh, Conference tournament. North, Northern Kentucky, the Norris, you know, Darren Horn and his uh, crew, they're going back to the tournament for the first time since 2019, claiming the Horizon League. Shout out to our buddy Jordan Burnfield, who <laughs> called the game with uh, former Louisville star, uh, you know, David Pageant. Uh, Charles, and they're back in the dance for, uh, you know, this time as a member of the Colonial, as a CAA, they're headed to the, uh, back to the, the tournament. They got the most wins. Uh, Oral Roberts, who went undefeated in the Summit League, you know, 18-0. They're going back to the dance for, the you know, second time in three years, they could be uh, uh, someone that could give a team fit. So uh, please, if you if you got, they're pretty to be about a 13 or 14 seed. There could be a dangerous 13 or 14 seed, a very senior laden squad there. Uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi, they're going back uh, to the tournament for the first time. I think it's like, what, like 2012 or something like that. They uh, they win the, South, the Southland and uh, Colgate. They're back at the dance this is for the sixth straight time and for the third straight year. Um, oh, Zandy Mazer, WGN Radio, and our good friend of the show, Colson, the Toothpaste University. <laughs> yeah, Donald Foyle, you got to remember, uh, go back to those yeah. days when he was playing there. Uh, my, also, to Montana State, you know, they're going back to the dance for the second straight year, uh, you know, going you know back from the Big Sky. They win the Big Sky Conference uh, Championship. So those are just some of the teams that have already um, punched their tickets. Of course, you know, Selection Sunday will be uh, announced, you know, of course, this Sunday. Duh. So, uh, but other uh, other um, uh, conferences that are, of course, we talked about the big, you know, the big, the big guys, you know, the SEC, the Big Twelve, uh, the Big East, SEC. Of course, you still got Conference USA, Florida Atlantic. They're trying to get back to the tournament of their games. Their game against you know, Middle Tennessee, you know, they've had their number uh, last couple of times they played. So uh, they're trying to get back to the tournament for the first time in a in a bit. Then you've got the, of course, you know, the HBCUs. You got the, uh, the MEAC and the SWAC. You know, their their mm-hmm. tournaments are going on right now. We talk about the A10. 
and and as such, so a lot of the other, of course, the America, of course, where Houston is, you know, Houston trying to get that overall number one seed. Um, yeah, so let's you know, all the West, you know, the big West tournament, all the uh, you know, all the other Western West Conference tournament other than the Pac 12. So, mm-hmm. with the Mountain West going on right now, too, as we well, not as we speak, but they'll be getting back into action later on. So, you know, what what, what conference are you looking forward to, uh, Sid, as we get ready for uh, you know, the I'm, I'm glad you asked that. It's actually a couple of games that I'm looking forward to tonight, and we'll leave Chicago alone for a minute, but I want to go to the ACC back to the ACC. Mm-hmm. I believe it's tonight at 6 on e, the big ESPN, Duke versus Miami. We talked about mm-hmm. Miami here and there all season long being a, a surprise team coming out of the ACC. I know they had some nice uh, seasons in years past. Of course, if you remember, if you're in Chicago, Loyola beat them in 2018 in, in the opening rounds. Loyola went on that surprise run to the Final Four in San Antonio. But I'm really looking forward to that game tonight, Duke and Miami. I think the I think the first one call me crazy. The first one to 80 points, maybe 85 points, will win this one tonight. I expect a shootout. Call me crazy, but I expect it to be a shootout tonight. Yeah, they split their uh, their regular season meetings, so this could be one of those toss ups. Like I said, Duke's getting high at the right time, but Miami they've been pretty consistent all year, so I think this could be probably one of the bigger good ones tonight. And also, too, for seeding purposes, I mean. You know, mm-hmm. this could be maybe a two or maybe a three or four seed might be, you know, at stake here for both these teams. So could be a good one um, tonight. Uh, Creighton, uh, well, Creighton Xavier, of course, that that game, you know, going on right, right. Uh, you know, that's going to be at eight o'clock on FS1 uh, tonight. Of course, you know, Creighton B Villanova, you know, you know, we talked about that. So, yeah, I'm, you know, mm-hmm. watching the replay of that game <laughs> as we speak. But, yeah, that should be a foe between these two because they both split their season series, too. They both won in. You know, on their in their own home floor, so that should be a a fun one tonight. Uh, Indiana and Maryland, of course, again they split their series season series. Uh, Penn State and Northwestern, that should be interesting. One in the Big Ten, I think. Yeah, I want to ask you about that game tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a sneaky good game tonight. It's not going to be easy for Northwestern. Yeah, yeah, they basically again they they split their season series. So yeah, Penn State, if you're Penn State, you want to try to make sure you get that in, get into that uh other side of that bubble. I think Northwestern's in, but they might be 11 seed if they you know they mm-hmm. lose lose tonight. So. I don't know, but yeah, it's going to be interesting that game. You know, that'll be a fun one. Texas and TCU in the, in the semifinals of the Big 12 uh, tournament. That should be a fun one. You know, again, they both split their season series, so that should be a, a fun one. Arizona, Arizona State. I'm sure Arizona wants their revenge because uh, a half, a, 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 like a 20 a footer, three point shot, uh, you know, uh, ended their uh, regular season Pac 12 hope. So that's why UCLA ended up, you know, getting the Pac 12 title. I'm sure Arizona would like to return to favor. Uh, they play at 10 30. That's been one of the late games on the big ESPN network. Yeah. Just to uh, put a capper on the Northwestern tonight, Lakina, as they face P- Penn State, that's tonight at 530 on Big Ten Network. Now with the Illinois final line gone from the from the tournament, from the Big Ten tournament, Northwestern has the home crowd advantage at the United Center. Everybody in Chicago is going to be rooting for them. I think if they don't, uh, the first 10 minutes of this contest is going to tell how they're going to set the tone for this game because Everybody's cheering for them now. Everybody's behind them. Expectations are high because they finished the regular season with 21 wins, and complacency could set in. And that's why I think it's important for head coach Chris Collins of Northwestern to uh, sell those guys down and say, hey, you know, everybody's behind us. This is not a give-me game. You saw what Penn State did to Illinois yesterday. If you if we come out flat, we may not be able to recover. So I, I think the first 10 minutes of this game – 
will tell the tale of how how this game should go. Northwestern, they got to come out strong with a hot start. And who's going to help out Boo Booey? Don't laugh at the brother's name, but who's going to help out Boo Booey in the scoring department? Well, like I said, I mean, you know what? I think if you if they if this, yeah, set the tone, I think you know Penn State can set the tone. They were able to set the tone early on against Illinois. That's why Illinois, you know, yeah, they did make a big make a little bit of a comeback. They weren't able to mm-hmm. you know complete it. So if you're gonna do that, I mean, I think you know that's gonna be the key for uh, Northwest if they want to be Penn State and try to get that get that bigger that better seed in the dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clemson, Virginia, that's gonna be the other uh, ACC semifinal. Uh, Clemson, they're trying to kind of get back. Well, and I think there's, I think they're in the tournament, but too, they could be Virginia get to the ACC final. That should be, uh, you know, be interesting there as well. Uh, one team, a couple of teams to watch in some of the uh, the smaller conference tournaments. Uh, in the WAC, you know, New Mexico State, you know, that been, they've been the king of that that conference the last ten years. Some stuff that have come up, we won't get into that. You know, Google's your friend, folks. But <laughs> Grand Grand Canyon, Bryce Drew, a Grand Canyon squad. It, you know, they're they're uh, located just outside Phoenix. Um, they could be you know, perhaps maybe get into a tournament. They play Sam Houston uh, in the semifinals of that tournament at eight o'clock on ESPN Plus. That could be a, a team that could be uh, looking out for um, Akron. Uh, some are saying some people say Akron could be a sleeper in the big dance. Uh, also, also any, any of the teams, you know, Kent State, you know, they play each other in the uh, semifinal. Um, so we you know that uh, either one of those Mac, I'm at MAC, not MAAC, uh, but MAC uh, conference and mid, the mid American conference. Uh, I'm talking about, but yeah, you know, those are some of the teams that could be something to look out for as well. Of course, like, we talked about Florida Atlantic you know, earlier, but yeah, so this could be like one of those times when you know, look, you know, all these games are gonna be on you know various you know, ESPN, CBS is gonna have the big you know the Big Ten Network, I believe the the uh, the Mountain West as well, so. You know, mm-hmm. that could be, and also, you know, ESPN's got the Pac-12 network, among others. So, yeah, you know, just look out for some of these games, you know, and see who you guys, you know, might like, you know, as you're going to the big dance, you know, coming up next week. All right. And speaking of the big dance, here's our major announcement. Us here at Second City Sports, Sports Zone Chicago, we'll have a special a selection Sunday special coming up this Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago. That's right. Yours truly, along with Miss Lakina McGee, will be hosting our third this will be our third year doing this, Lakina, right? Uh, second year so, here yeah. on Sport, Sports Zone Chicago. So after you watch CBS and all their uh, overrated analysts or insult your intelligence mm-hmm. when they reveal the brackets, you come to us this Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We'll break down uh, the brackets. We'll have our good friend Mike Chen, uh, formerly a 670 and score now college basketball writer and analyst. Uh, he'll be uh, on the show with us breaking down the brackets, and we'll give you uh, the previews of Illinois, perhaps Northwestern as well, they're, who their matchups are going to be in, in the first round of the NCAA tournament. So once again, the big announcement, Second City Sports Sunday Selection Special. This Sunday, March 12, 2023, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports on Chicago. We'll get you ready for the big dance. Well, well, I'm sure we're going to be promoting it from now until Sunday. So make sure you guys mm-hmm. check us out as you listen to Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago. Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown with you. Stay with the hoops theme here as we'll go to the uh, the uh, pro variety, of course, in the NBA. Of course, we'll get this out the way. You know, talk some Bulls. Yes, you know, I know our buddy Lamont you know, said it too. Uh, yes, the Bulls actually did beat the Nuggets. I know that that's hard for some people to, to figure out. You sure that's not a score from the 90s? 
No. Well, no, remember that this is their second straight uh, win against the uh, – this is a Bulls' second straight win against uh, – uh, the Nuggets in Denver, so it's it's not a typo. I mean, they they okay. dominated the pretty well uh, pretty well as we got into the second half. I mean, uh, don't worry. I I think a lot of us were shocked too. One seventeen ninety six. You know, six. Zach had 29, 29 points. They actually, you know, this is actually the best defense I've ever I saw from the Bulls uh, in the last couple of games. I mean, you know, they held uh, there they held Nikola Jokic to just a, a only a double double. He only had eighteen. <laughs> boards. I guess that's the start. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, he, he had eight assists, but yeah, but a couple of assists were kind of like garbage, uh, were kind of garbage time. Uh, P. Will had his best game, you know, in a while, had 18 points off the bench. Uh, of course, you know, Vooch had 25 and uh, 15. I mean, he kind of he kind of tamed uh, Nikola Jokic a little bit. I mean, he did get his shots and stuff like that, but he mm-hmm. wouldn't really count. I mean, you know, you know, in the second half, I mean, the third quarter, they, sc- they outscored uh, the Nuggets 36-24. So, you know, look, I think I know people were kind of wondering, okay, was this a fluke or, you know, were like the, the Nuggets not interested? You know, I know, I know our buddy Mac Peck said on, <laughs> said on CHGO, uh, the post game show that, oh, what, did somebody have a party, you know, that, that, that night before? And that's why, you know, they were like, well, maybe well, let's give them the Bulls a little bit. I know, look, I know the Bulls have done stuff and, you know, other stuff that have come out that, yeah, they have a deserve to kind of like, you know, people roll in their eyes, but let's give a little bit of credit. I mean, this is the number one seed in the West right now. Let's give a little bit of credit for being them. I mean, I know, yes, it's easy to rag on them, but yeah, well, let's give them a little bit of love, please. I will say this. Did you check out Zach Levine's vintage uh, breakaway dunk, in yes. which had to have the stadium, of, which was filled with Bulls fans, by the way, yep. up and off their feet? <laughs> uh, I'll, give him, I'll give him that. And plus... Zach Levine, as I told you, once Patrick Beverly signed a couple weeks ago, Zach Levine's game has changed. He's not just selling for that jump shot anymore. He's being aggressive, going to the basket, and playing a little bit of defense. I'm not saying it's going to be defensive player. Yeah, I'm not expecting that. But he's starting to expand his uh, going back to his all-around game, and I love that. Number two, Nikolai Vucevic. It's the first time in a while the Bulls have found him to be a part of their offense. We've been saying it all year, Likina. Once you involve Vucevic in the offense, besides giving him the ball in the post, where he has the matchup size advantage, he usually does well nine times out of ten. He's one of the best big men, passing big men in the league. Once you involve him in the offense, uh, the Bulls usually do well offensively. Like you mentioned, 25 points and 15 rebounds, it goes a long way. And DeMar DeRozan, I know he has 17, but once Zach plays his complete game and once you involve Vooch in the offense, it makes life that much easier for DeMar DeRozan, even though he has 17 the other night. You don't expect DeMar DeRozan to play hero ball. It's nice as fans to watch it sometimes, but when DeMar DeRozan plays hero ball, he gets tired. And when he gets tired, the Bull, other Bulls players on the floor stand around. And you don't usually win that way. Well, yeah, and I think it's one of those things where I'm sure if you saw his uh, comments afterwards, he was relieved, you know, to see, okay, I didn't have to, I didn't have to do too much against, you know, against Denver. So, like, I mean, he was able to kind of, you know, chill. Look, he still got his shots. He still got his points. But the mm-hmm. good news is that he was able to, you know, he had everybody else. He had, you know, Vooch picking up the slack. You know, Zach was doing his mm-hmm. thing. So, you know, it was, look, as our buddy Dave, Big Dave Watson also from CHGO was saying, I mean, look, you know, let, 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 this is what we want to see. Hopefully we can get more of this consistently because, like I said, you know, the, the teams ahead of, ahead of them are losing. We'll get to them in a little bit. But, look, I mean, they, they play the Rockets tomorrow. I know they've, that, they've been giving them a hard time talking about the Rockets this season. So And they gave them a hard time last season, too. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I hope, you know, they've had a couple of days off to kind of, you know, get going, you know, so celebrate the win for a little bit. Let's get back to business. They're trying to get into the, the play-in, so. And also, they're not—they're not that far from the, uh, the main uh, spot either. So I know this might this might shock some Bulls fans, but it's the truth. I'm not, you know, making this up. But 
you know, we'll see what happens there. We'll go about talk about the rest of the uh, NBA now. You know, stick to that Wednesday um, matchup here now. Uh, the Suns beat OKC 132-101. Uh, Devin Booker had a season high 50. Well, one of his season. Well, not really a season high. That's actually <laughs> number 44. But unfortunately, KD uh, slipped on uh, wet spots, you know, practicing. And I guess he twists his ankle pretty badly. So he's going to be out two to three weeks. I, 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 you know, you got, you would think, you know, he played there, you know, for years. So you think he would know in those wet spots. I don't know. I, I, if I were Monty Williams, I mean, this is not what his nature. I'd be a little bit pissed right now. Yeah. Uh, about uh, that, that wet spot. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what they can do the rest of the season. But they got a, 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 a tough one this weekend. But I'm like, oh boy. Yeah. Without Kevin Durant, the Phoenix Suns do not have a shot of winning the NBA title. Uh, we talk about the aging Chris Paul, their point guard. We, Devin Booker, as you mentioned, even though he had a big game the other night, uh, he, he's been out most of the first half of the season with injuries. Now he's finally starting to get his game back. So as long as Chris Paul and Devin Booker both stay healthy and now between now until the end of the regular season when they hopefully get Kevin Durant back, the Phoenix Suns should be fine. But once the playoffs starts, if Kevin Durant's not there, they do not have a shot to get out of the Western Conference. It's just that simple. Yeah, that wet spot. If I were, like I said, if I were Monty Williams, that that's your own home court too. I'm exactly. Sure, I'm sure he's probably giving uh, them the death stare. You know, that this, I guess, it's not. This not. He's doing someone should be paying like, for a pink slip. But. Yeah, someone <laughs> should be getting a, a pink slip for this. I'm like, really, you, you didn't you wipe that spot, dude? Really? Mm-hmm. But you know, but yeah, going into uh, yesterday's uh, action uh, here, uh, the Kings. Bring out the Kings. Yeah, Deontay. Yeah. Uh, uh, 24 points as the uh, Kings held off the Knicks, 122-117. I mean. If you if you had told me that earlier this season this game would would be a, in a prime spot on TNT, I would have looked at you like you were nuts. But you know, but <laughs> here we're but here we're here we are. I mean, uh, RJ Barrett, uh, well, RJ Barrett have uh, twenty five and a losing effort. You know, Julius Randle only had twenty three, but uh, yeah, I mean, Sabonis had twenty four. Uh, Darren Fox had twenty three. Another uh, good one, another good yeah. showing by him. Trey Lyles, uh, who's uh, from Kentucky, had uh, 18 off the bench for them. So, yeah, nice scoring effort there by the Kings. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox really put on a show last night. He had some big buckets down the stretch. On the flip side for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson, who's already been injured uh, with a foot, he re-injured it last night. He left the game at halftime, did not mm-hmm. return. He did uh, put up 19 points. But, Lakina, remember we talked about this on the last couple of shows. The Knicks sometimes failed to close uh, games out down mm-hmm. the stretch. They got away with it last Sunday night at Boston. It cost them the other night in Charlotte against the Charlotte uh, Hornets at MSU, which their long winning streak was snapped there. Julius Randle, uh, their primary ball handler, he he did it again last night, 30 seconds left to go. He lost the ball off his foot. Sacramento was able to put away with some free throws. Uh, No, Randle ended up with 23 points and 10 rebounds. But the Knicks, even though they're 10 games over 500, they need to learn how to close games out, especially against better teams, and they got to get Jalen Brunson back healthy. They need her back desperately. Uh, so oh, it's weird there. But uh, yeah, tough loss for uh, Brooklyn. Uh, even though they, even though the Ben scored 98 points against uh, the Bucks, they're actually are the best of most by the team since you know they started tracking uh, those types of stats all the way back in the mm-hmm. early 70s. Uh, they start the starting five score 15 combined points. So uh, unfortunately, they didn't. They, well, there's it was their bench that kind of kept them in it, but unfortunately, their stars you know kind of let them down late. Yep, and for, for Milwaukee, it's all about getting guys healthy for the playoffs. Giannis is playing at another MVP-type level, and hopefully you can get guys like Chris Milton back uh, towards the end of the regular season, hopefully you can get his conditioning back. So 
I will, still will not sleep on Milwaukee. I, I know that Brooklyn is still technically in the mix for the playoffs. I, I don't know if they can hang on. It'll be a miracle if they they if they will hang on to their playoffs. But we'll but we'll see what happens. But Milwaukee, this is their time right now to get everything into form because the top is that that top heavy spot in the Eastern Conference is still up for grabs between them, Philadelphia, and Boston. We'll get to Philly and uh, you know they had an interesting week in a second, but uh, uh, Golden State uh, lose a tough one to the Grizzlies. Uh, Sans John Moran one thirty one one ten. They actually gave up seventy seven points in the first half. That's the the most you know they they've uh, given up in the half this season, including forty eight in the first quarter, which is the most they've given up under the Steve Kerr era. So uh, look, Tyus Jones had twenty two points and. And look, I, I think you know, can the, you know, can uh, the Grizzlies? I mean, like, like like you said, you know, we talked about it when they did this a few years back. I mean, they were able to kind of keep it you know going without job, mm-hmm. but you know, you gotta wonder how long they can do it. Yeah, speaking of John Moran, he'll miss at least the next four games due to his off off the court issues, and, and he was not charged when him flashing up a gun on the Instagram live. So thank goodness for that, and thank goodness the situation didn't turn out any worse. That's all we'll say about that, but. And Memphis, at least for the next four games, will be without John Morant. Like you said, they did this in stretches last year, Lakina, and uh, and they held serve. But when it came to the playoffs, when John Morant got hurt, especially in the end of that Golden State series, uh, that's what cost them their their season. I think they'll survive here because they've done it before, as, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's going to be the same result this time because they're in the battle of their lives uh, in the Western Conference standings. Look after last night, especially with Sacramento winning. Sacramento is at number two in. Mm-hmm. And Memphis is at number three, and especially the Clippers. Yeah, around yo, uh, I think it's the Clippers look, next. Look, yo, if you want to keep up with the Clippers, he's speaking right. Up, nice yeah, like you say, they get rolling, they get over easily overtake Memphis's spot. Yeah, they won uh 108 100. Uh, they held off to Toronto. Uh, Kawhi had 24 nice Wednesday on uh, Wednesday, so uh, yeah, that, that's you know, that's what nice ever air there. I said Wednesday, I know what I said. Oh, you did okay. Yes, yeah, so I, I apologize. I said it. I don't know. But yeah, uh, but yeah uh, tough loss here for the Mavs as on Wednesday as they uh, lose to the Pelicans 113-106. I mean, CJ McCollum had 32 points. Uh, Kyrie had 27. Uh, look, I'm not saying that there's trouble here uh, with Dallas, but I mean, but you know, you yeah. give the Pelicans credit for uh, for the win, uh, especially. Uh, but uh you know, like I said, you know, CJ McCollum 32 points was a uh, season high for him. But yeah, uh, you know, Luca only had 15. You know, he had he got hurt again uh, during yeah, that game. So, uh, yeah, so uh, you know, he's having trouble staying healthy. I'm talking about Luca, so mm-hmm. ay, ay, ay. Uh, ooh, trouble in paradise for uh, the one Dallas Mavericks. Maybe I want to go back to that Toronto Clippers game for a second, Lakina. Fred Van Fleet, now Chicago's very young, uh, a product of Rockford, Illinois. Uh, the point guard for the Raptors, he picked up uh, a technical foul on Wednesday. I think that's his eighth of the year. Half of those about that, uh, by the specific referee, of course. Uh, uh, Van Fleet was fined 30k for his comments following the game last night. Do you think he has a point there? Yeah, but I think you know the presentation, I think the way I mean, he did the best he could, he didn't swear, so it wasn't like he didn't, you know, 
He didn't say anything that was wrong. Maybe, like I said, maybe his delivery. I mean, he's he's hmm. lucky he didn't get suspended because I'm sure if this was David Stearns, it would have been suspended for like two or three games. Yeah. <laughs> even bigger than that 30 grand yeah. fine. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, yeah, I mean, I think I heard, uh, I forgot, I think I think it was 20 Colin Heights on PCI said it earlier in the week. Maybe they mean, maybe all the players, some of the top players, some of the top referees that need to kind of come together in a summit sort of thing before the playoffs. <laughs> Because you don't want this to be an issue when the playoffs start. Mm-hmm. I don't want a, a bad call or this or that or someone gets ejected or whatever. I don't want this to be an issue. So if you're the NBA, you probably may want to kind of like do a little bit of a little summit here before you know, the playoffs start. Just for your, if not, then else for your own uh, sanity purposes. Yeah. Uh, just a couple more uh, scores to pass along from the from the NBA from earlier this week. We'll wrap it up with Tuesday's action. Congratulations to Powell Casal. I, I believe he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, is he? Lakina. He will. He will be in a couple in a, like next week when they uh, announce the class. Okay. He is part. He is. He is. He is a finalist, so he okay. should be in. I mean, uh, so, well, we know that he is, but like you said, he'll officially get in. But uh, the Lakers retired his number sixteen jersey on Tuesday before uh, the Grizzlies, uh, the game against the Grizzlies and the Lakers, which, which the Lakers won by the way, one twelve to one hundred three. I know you teased it about it before the break, Lakina, but are the Lakers starting to play well without LeBron James? I think right now the answer is yes. One, Anthony Davis is healthy. And he's playing like a madman. And number two, they have uh, help around LeBron, even though LeBron's yep. not there. Jared Vanderbilt is, has been one mm-hmm. key. And another key has been Austin Reeves. Yes, he, I know. That's your buddy. He has 17 off the bat. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's his buddy, Austin Reeves. But, yeah, he's been actually been pretty solid. You know, Dennis Schroeder has been real, pretty solid as well. I know D'Angelo Rose, I think he's supposed to play, I think, this weekend. And so hopefully mm-hmm. you know, that'll give him even bigger, uh, bigger uh, of a little bit of a uh, spark. And a jump there, but yeah, that was a really sweet moment. I actually caught some of that. It was live on because the game was live on TNT, and uh, mm-hmm. it was great to see, it was great to see Vanessa Bryant there. You know, she actually showed a clip of what Kobe said. You know about yeah. how that was a really sweet and touching moment. You know, it, you know, it's just you know too bad that you know you saw when he you saw Powell's uh, expression when he uh, his jersey was retired right next to Kobe's. You, know, you could tell yeah. the tears were flowing. I'm sure there was no tears over that. Uh, over at Staples, I'm not calling on that corporate name. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So if you guys get a chance to see your court. You, you, you saw Jimmy Butler uh, out there. He actually flew. Yeah, yeah. He, he surprised him. I thought that was nice. Remember that that, was those two moment. played in Chicago for a couple of seasons. So well, yeah, uh, good times, good times. So I yeah. guess <laughs> well, you know, that, was, that was a sweet moment too. But yeah, yeah. Of, of course, you know, after that win that, the, that, that they really needed against uh, Atlanta, even though they did lose to Cleveland on Wednesday, but you know, it is what it is with uh, Miami, but you know, a nice win for the Lakers. Uh, Philly had a nice week, you know, back-to-back wins against the Pacers. Thank you, uh, Philly. And, uh, and Minnesota, so a uh, nice, you know, back-to-back wins uh, for them as well. Boston, they're starting to struggle a little bit. They lose a, a close one to Cleveland in overtime, but I'm not worried. But I don't think uh, Boston should be worried. I mean, they bounced back with a win over over Portland, so I would be too worried. But you know, going into this weekend's uh, games uh, tonight, Friday, uh, Portland and Philadelphia at six. You got Atlanta and Washington at six as well. And of course, you know, you got your know, basket college who was on ESPN. So now the Friday doubleheader was on, on NBA TV. First game of that will be uh, Cleveland against Miami. You know, hopefully uh, they can kind of you know, get a little bit of get back from that uh, last year early the, this week. Yeah, finishing up the Friday night schedule for tonight uh, Brooklyn and Minnesota at seven o'clock. Uh, San Antonio will host the Denver Nuggets at seven o'clock in the second half of that NBA TV Friday night doubleheader tonight. 
We're featured the Toronto Raptors as they continue their West Coast road trip. They'll play the Lakers, and that's at 9.30 Chicago time. Saturday tomorrow, you got the Knicks and the Clippers. Should be a fun one at 3 o'clock. I believe the Kings are playing, I think, you know, later tonight. That's why they're only they're playing it so early mm-hmm. at 3 o'clock. So, <laughs> hence the early start time. Uh, Utah and Charlotte at 6 o'clock. Uh, Indiana and Detroit at 6. You'll go uh, Pistons if you're a Bulls fan. Uh Miami, uh, uh, going to second game, they're back-to-back. You know, they're facing Orlando at 6. They're not going too far, though. And uh, Boston, Atlanta, that should be a fun one at 6.30. All right, finishing out the Saturday night schedule, we'll have uh, the Bulls taking on the Rockets. That's at 7 o'clock. Also at 7, we have Dallas visiting Memphis to take on the John Moran less on Memphis Grizzlies. At 7.30, we'll have OKC uh, traveling to New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. Your Saturday night game of the week for ABC We'll feature the Milwaukee Bucks at the Golden State Warriors. That's at 7.30 Central Standard Time. And wrapping up uh, the Saturday night schedule, this will be a good one, unfortunately, without KD. But we'll have the Sacramento Kings going on the road to the Valley of the Sun to take on the Phoenix Suns. Uh, the Milwaukee Golden State Kings going to be interesting because, you know, Golden State kicks butt at home. It's, it's been the road that's been a big mm-hmm. issue for and them. And Sabbath's back now for a couple of games, so uh, this will heighten it up that much more. Going to Sunday uh, matchup in between, you know, Selection Sunday and after Selection Sunday, you got at 2.30, you got Brooklyn and uh, Denver. Then at 4, you got uh, Cleveland and Charlotte. Uh, Washington and Philadelphia go Sixers. That's at 5 o'clock on Sunday, right before uh, Selection Sunday. Yes. <laughs> and at 6 o'clock, we'll have Portland and New Orleans as the Blazers will take on the Pelicans. Also at 6 o'clock on Sunday, we have OKC at San Antonio. And wrapping up the Sunday night schedule, this will be the late game on ESPN. The New York Knicks uh, wrap up their West Coast road trip as they'll take on the Los Angeles Lakers. That should be a fun one. And, of course, after all the you know, the bracket breakdowns, of, after you watch our bracket breakdown, of course, on Sunday. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that should be a fun one there. So our number one in the books, our number two straight ahead. You know, crazy things happening in the NFL. You know, guys. You, you don't know, say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you, know, you got Aaron Rodgers maybe going to the Jets. Lamar Jackson is contract situation. You know, various familiar names are uh, being released and uh, restructuring their deal. So, you know, of course, our girl Christy Manica from KXRB will be here in a little bit to talk some other stuff as well. So uh, a lot busy, busy hour two coming up. So Lakina McGee, City Brothers, Sexy Sports on Sports of Chicago, talking some NFL after this. Do you know that you're in my lane? No, not at all. Are you not paying attention? Are you texting? I was just checking in with my mom. I was telling her that I thought we'd be home by six. It's okay. There's enough time. Just pay attention. I'm not even halfway through my text. There's no way. I'm not even going to look up. My babies are in the car. You have to pay attention. It's just supposed to be a quick text. I'm so sorry. Hi, I'm Tom Brady, the director of Dodea. September is National Suicide Prevention and Awareness Month. The simple act of reaching out and caring for those in our communities is something we all can do. 
Just being there for someone you care about can be a tremendous first step in getting them access to confidential resources and support that they need. It only takes one person and one small act and one minute to make a difference. Let's make a difference. <clears throat> Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports on our fun Friday, Friday fun edition. We're live in the living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakina. You can follow your truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, it's CK80. That's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. <laughs> you follow me, Akina McGee, on the Twitter, and Akina McGee on the IG. Of course, yo, if you got uh, a question or a comment for us, yo, through this uh, last hour of our yo, great program, we can you know do it on Sports on Chicago's both our Facebook and YouTube pages right now as we speak. As our buddy Lamont's been doing, uh, and also others been doing as well. So make sure you guys uh, check that out. Yeah, uh, as usual, Lakina, um, I'm, this is one of the few times I miss doing our radio show in the studio, but. Of course, we're following the um, Big Ten tournament, all the college basketball tournaments for you guys as we do our live show. Oh, some little, I don't want to say fisticuffs, but some rough play going on between Rutgers and Zach Eady and Purdue. Uh, uh, now that uh, it's an official review, I don't know if uh, someone's going to get kicked out. Now, I didn't see any punches being thrown. I caught the last part of it late. So some physical, physical play uh, in college basketball is getting rough and tumble, at this, especially this time of year. As John Rothstein would say uh, from CBS Sports and CBS Sports Network, this is March. So, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, it'll be things will be coming uh, fast and furious here. But as we saw on the scroll, uh, a lot of NFL news to talk about. Of course, we'll get you guys, we'll keep you guys updated with all this stuff going on in the mm -hmm. tournament, uh, conference tournaments and whatnot. But a whole lot of stuff here. Uh, where do you want to start off first, uh, Sid? Because there's, there's so much going on here. Yeah, we'll start off in NYC where. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, the current quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, as we get into NFL discussion, uh, he's an out of hibernation now, quote unquote. 
I know that New York Jets owner Woody Johnson and other representatives for the organization met with Aaron Rodgers in his home state of California uh, the other day. I know that ESPN's Diana Rossini, who's a heck of a reporter for ESPN, she reported that there was a lot of optimism about the, the after the meeting with the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and his representatives. So uh, it looks like the Jets will go out and see if they can uh, try to acquire via trade, obviously, Mr. Rodgers' services. We talked about uh, Zach, uh, um, I forget his name because he's been that damn irrelevant, but um, Zach Wilson, thank you. He, uh, he lost the locker room last year. Robert Sala now going into his third year next year for 2023. You know as well as I do, Lakina, if you're an NFL head coach, you, if you don't win in your third year, you haven't won in your first two years, you, year three is the key for you. If you don't win, uh, you're going to be out of a job. So if you're the Jets, you, know, you rather ch- take this chance. Of course, their defense is a good defense. I know they tired out down the stretch last year after starting out the year 7-4, but they're still a very good defense. You still have some nice weapons on offense with Garrett Wilson, uh, the rookie wide receiver from Ohio State. Of course, Brees Hall had a nice year before his uh, season got cut short uh, due to an injury. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, should uh, the Jets do it. Uh, he's going to have some nice weapons around him. If you're, the, if you're a Jets fan, uh, you should be excited. Listen to both New York sports radio stations the last few days. Of course, you're going to have some fans that this that would say, oh, I don't like Aaron Rodgers' personality, this and that. And they're all saying, okay, who cares? But uh, the Jets haven't been this relevant in a long time. Yeah, They really haven't had a franchise quarterback. I know Aaron Rodgers is up there in age. You're going to have him for at least two or three years. And I, if I'm a Jets fan, you would take that. Uh, that would enhance your chances of eventually winning the title. Yeah, I mean, you know, seeing Sauce Gardner burning uh, cheese heads, you know, please don't do that, folks. The PSA, do not do that at home. Uh, all you Jets fans, you know, should it happen? Look, I want to wait and see. I mean, I know that I know there was a lot of op- there's been a lot of optimism. You know, look, nothing can be official till next Wednesday. That's when the new league year mm-hmm. starts. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. if he does go that route and go to errors. Uh, I mean, uh, to uh, to the Jets. But you know, I hope he's he's ready for uh, all the New York uh, backlash, especially if they have a bad game. Uh, at least. With the, with the Green Bay appeal, they'll leave you alone. Um, well, they'll, they'll get on you, but they'll leave you alone. And, you know, the New York of me is merciless. So is uh, mm-hmm. you know, Rogers ready for that? I don't know. But I see you know, a lot of his uh, uh, potential teammates very optimistic. I saw Brees Hall uh, tweet something, you know, begging Aaron Rodgers to come. You know, I saw you know, Garrett Wilson you know, also uh, tweeted something very similar. So uh, do I think they be, do they, they become a, a, a title contender? No, do they do they give Buffalo a run for their money in the AFC East? Yes, but let's let's wait and see if he actually signs a contract first before we because you know, all this is going to be moot if, if he decides to stay in Green Bay because he can make more money you know staying in Green Bay. I know the Green Bay people mm-hmm. don't want that, but you know, the Browns don't <laughs> want that. They're they're praying that you know he uh he goes to uh he goes to New York, but uh you know again we'll say I know some people will compare this as if you know when when Brady went to the uh, the Bucks a few years back. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go that far, but yeah, I think they definitely make him a contender in the AFC East. Yeah, because you still have Buffalo there. You still have Miami. We'll, we don't know the status of two tongue of a logo. Tongue of a logo that their starting quarterback. Remember, he had like three concussions last year, and it was mm-hmm. terrible. So they barely made it into the playoffs. But you still, of course, the Jets are still there, and of course, you you here's here's you still have New England. Oh, who barely missed the playoffs this year had to qualify for it last year. The Jets would be right there, but how many veterans will 
what's going to take to get Aaron Rodgers? First of all, mm -hmm. how many, um, how many picks, how, how much draft capital do you have? And can you create uh, enough uh, salary cap space to bring some of Aaron Rodgers guys in there? Cause you know, he's going to want his guys in there because even though he had a, a good year last year, looking even though he played on the busted finger, he's going to want some of those guys. I use some receivers that he's been familiar with uh, throughout his career. It was going to bring some experience to help jumpstart that offense. That's going to be really going to be the thing. That's really going to be what's been missing from the last uh, last couple of years. You know, they were kind of like right there in the, in the cast in the wild card. You know, they you know fell out late. So I'm going to have to wait. And, I'm going to wait and see. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what uh, what they do here. Now, probably another uh, big news is the, the uh, is Lamar Jackson. Uh, the Ravens decided to uh, they placed notice you know, a couple of days ago saying that look, we're going to put a non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar. And he can negotiate with other teams, but yet, but the Ravens, you know, should he get an offer sheet, will match any offer sheet that he signs, and, and or it will, and if he doesn't, and if they don't match it, they take you know two first round, round picks in return for him. So if you're the Ravens, brass, your your plan is pretty well because you know you're gonna get something. You're either gonna get you no know, Lamar's gonna get his uh this, his money, or you two first round picks and start over. Now, if you're John Harbaugh, you don't want to go through another rebuild. So, but then yeah, I heard. Mm -hmm. uh, Wilbon say on PTI that you know look at the two uh two uh Super Bowls uh the Ravens have won. I mean Joe Flacco, I mean he had his moments, but look where he is now. You know, Trent mm -hmm. Dover, we all saw in the uh the Ravens 30 for 30 a few weeks back. So you know they really don't I'm not saying they don't need uh, uh Jackson, but and if you're Jackson they do <laughs> if, if you're Jackson, I mean you didn't play this very well because for one, you know, this is where you don't this is when you don't, don't not having an agent comes back to bite you in the butt. Because mm -hmm. you could have done this after you won the MVP. You, you uh, agent would have said, you know what? Get try to get your money or try to get it front low so you can get your cash. Now you're in a tough spot. You haven't played a full season in two years. I don't blame blame the Ravens for not wanting to give you know that massive uh Deshaun Watson, you know, 250 million dollar guarantee or 230 or whatever, whatever the number was that was offered to him. I don't know what numbers he's looking for. He's not gonna get 300. They're, you know, he's not, you know, not, 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 not with them and not probably with any other team that's trying to match him. So if you're the Ravens, I saw um, the guys from Get Up say that, well, maybe you should sit out for the year. <clears throat> well, that's the reason why you're in this mess now. You're by sitting out. You're basically like you're giving up on your, on your, uh, your, your team. So yeah, yeah, you want an MVP, but that was about four years ago. That's like about a million years in, in, ago in the NFL. Is there the one, what you done for me lately kind of league? So I would say, Try to try to try to figure it out because we all saw, you know, the Panthers and, you know, I thought some other teams and such, you know, they're not, they're not going to go there yet. We'll see what happens down the line. But <laughs> for me, I, I think that I think uh, Lamar, I think the Ravens actually had the edge here because they're playing this very smartly. Here's the question I want to ask you, Lakina, and all of our sports zoners, as Sean Sierra would say, our, our listeners and viewers, you can hit us up in the comment section at Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. And listening to a couple of national sports radio shows throughout the week, uh, and a couple of hosts have been suggesting collusion. Do you see this here? I can see a, uh, I can see a case for it because let's be honest here. Lamar Jackson's looking for that full guarantee contract, like you said, just like Deshaun Watson. Let's be honest here. Cleveland, we 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 know why they did because you know, despite Watson's off the field foolishness, we won't get into that. But uh, despite what Watson got, I know Lamar Jackson is looking for that that similar type of thing. And kind of like what Kyler Murray got too, mm -hmm. the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. 
Because if you're an NFL owner, do you, because here's the thing. The NFL players, most the majority of their contracts are 25 to 30% guaranteed. Mm -hmm. uh, the contracts are not fully guaranteed. The signing bonus is what you pay attention to. That's what goes against the cap. Let's just say a player signs for three years, $100 million, but uh, $50 million is guaranteed. That's the number you should be paying attention to, the guaranteed money. And for Lamar Jackson, uh, I, I don't blame him for asking for a, a fully guaranteed contract. But like you said, this is where the agent comes in. They'll better explain this to you, not your family members. So I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave that alone. But do you believe there's a collusion here? Because if you do you want to be that first owner that, that would be quote-unquote outed for giving Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract? Yeah, I saw, yeah, I heard that. I saw you know, some, people, some people brought up race into it, but I'm like, look, the two of the uh, the biggest, you know, I'm not going to deal with that race issue. Yeah, that, that's, that, that, that's, true. That, that's BS. Yeah. I mean, the two, you know, two guys, you know, that had the biggest, you know, contracts on the, on the quarterback side, all both black quarterbacks. So for anybody that wants to bring up race is stupid and, and foolish. So yeah, I can go pound sand with that. Now, the collusion part, I mean, no, I think it's just, like I said, I think it's just, just smart business savvy. I mean, they're not going to give, you know, the Raiders are not going to give you $250 million when you haven't played a full season the last two years. If you, you know, it makes it like you're giving up on your team. And for all those, you know, some of the uh, some national guys that said, well, maybe you should sit out for uh, this, you know, this season coming up. Oh, okay. Well, that's not, that's not going to make you look worse. Yeah, that's so, bad optics right there. Hmm. So, you know, you better try and figure it out. And maybe, maybe a team will come in and say, hello, okay, look, we'll give you 200 and like, you know, 60 million guaranteed. And a lot of it's going to be front front loaded. They're mm -hmm. not, you're not going to get that from a lot of teams. So I don't think there's collusion. I, I think it's just a very smart business decision by the Ravens. I think, again, this is what our, in Asia comes in and says, okay, look, okay, let, let's try to meet in the middle here. I don't know what's going on with the Mars people. You know, this is why you bring on a Drew Rosenhaus or someone of that ilk. You're going to try mm -hmm. and see, okay, look, Lamar, you want to do this and this and this? Okay, let's try to make this happen. Let's use this number and see if they can, you know, because from, from what we've heard, uh, the Ravens have, have, you know, have topped all the, that, that money that Deshaun Watson got. This is from what we've mm -hmm. heard. So I don't know what's the, I don't know if he's trying to call for 300 million or what, but something's got to give here. And then and, and look, I know Lamar doesn't want to, you know, push one or who's been in his ear, you know, in his, in his, in his family, but. This is when an agent should come in and say, okay, you know, let, let's be a little bit more reasonable. Let's see what we can do, and let's see if we can be, come, come up with a number. You're listening to Second City Sports on a Friday Fun Edition. We're live in the Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you talking about the NFL craziness that's going around as free agency starts around this time next week. Lakina, speaking of smart agency uh, agencies, uh, Daniel Jones gets fresh cash uh, as he re-ups with the New York football giants, four years, 64, $160 million. I believe 82 of that is guaranteed. And mm -hmm. his cap him next year, I believe it's at $18 million, $8 I believe. Million. So that was smart by the giants and the New York giants uh, franchise slapped a franchise tag on the running back Saquon Barkley. Yeah. That'll be interesting. They can uh, figure out on a deal here. And I'm sure he's going to, he's going to want big money too. So I'm sure he's going to uh, try and play. Mm -hmm. Uh, next year had a solid season last uh, year as well as look the only reason why Daniel Jones you know got you know that big contract because he had a big year last year under Brian Dable's offense. Let's mm -hmm. see what happens in the next year or two when you know guys other teams are figuring out you know this offense that he's going to be running. I want to see if he actually mm -hmm. or not, not to say he doesn't he didn't deserve that money, but let's be honest let's just, let's be honest as to why he he's able to get that get that nice little fresh paper. Let's see what he does you know in the next you know year and see you know once. You know, teams start having film with the offense, how it's ran and such. So, and I'll, and also too, let's see what kind of playmakers that 
Daniel Jones will have around him because I know he, uh, in his press of the other day, he talked about Saquon without getting into his business, as he literally said. But mm. what kind of wide receivers are they going to have? Because exactly. uh, Chicago's a very young Kenny Galladay out of there. He's, he was dead weight and brought very little production. Uh, remember Kadarius Tony? Now he has mm-hmm. a world championship ring with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yep. and of course, they're not bringing back Odell Beckham. He's an older player now. He sat out all last year due to that torn ACL that he suffered with the Rams in that Super Bowl game a year uh-huh. or so ago. So he's not coming back. So you have a, a lot of uh, a lack of uh, playmakers around Daniel Jones. Yes, Sekor yep. Barkley, if he's back, will help. But you, you still need to uh, some playmakers. To, um, there, there are playmakers that can help make some plays down the field in the passing game. Yeah, absolutely, and that's going to be really going to be the thing. Can the, the Giants try to get him to, like, look, I need some help here, so you know, we want me to keep you know, bringing in these numbers. So we'll just see what happens uh, here. Now, Minnesota, they're going to they're out a couple of their uh, veteran guys in, in the salary uh, c- cutting moves. As is Darius Smith, the Pro Bowl pass rusher from the Vikings, also two wide receiver, uh, four time Pro Bowl Adam Thielen, they are uh, gone, and um, you know, they're uh, more. This is more of a cap thing, you know, with the Vikings mm-hmm. than anything else. So. I'm I'm wondering like you know, look you know, a pass rusher I mean you know, we'll 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 start with uh, Smith first I mean what do you think you know should the Bears probably have to try to maybe you know get either one of those guys but if you're if you're either one of them and if you're you know I can't believe Adam Thielen is already 32 years old I mean it feels like he's just I know there. right <laughs> where is the time gone but yeah you're gonna want to go to a contender so I would say I'll I'll, I'll do with I'll, we'll we'll do a uh, uh, Smith first because you know any, any, everyone needs a pass rusher right I mean if they give you the Bears you should take a step how old is uh, Ladarius Smith I'll, I'll look it up but yeah okay. I'll look it up but yeah he should be doing more like twenty or twenty nine or something like that so yeah if that's the case if that's the case if you the Bears and Ryan Poles you I will sniff around there it, long, long as you don't break the bank for him I'll sign him into a two year deal uh, laced with some incentives. Even though the, the Bears have the, uh, the most cash space in the league, I won't break the bank for him, but I don't give him a two-year deal. He's 30 years old, uh, Zedaria Smith. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's still got a little bit left in the in the tank. So, uh, yeah, they could be able to. The Bears could probably get a – try to make a run at him. I think, look, uh, look, the Ravens need a, a pass rusher badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else needs a pass rusher? Uh, I was going to say Buffalo. Buffalo. I was going to say I was going to say Buffalo needs a pass <laughs> rusher to help out Von Miller. So we saw what happened last year after he got uh, injured. So they yeah, their run defense rushers. was terrible as well. Yes, they were bad. So uh, you know that should uh, you know the Steelers. I mean, I'm sure Mike Tomlin would love to have him on his uh, defensive yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to Philly in a second because Philly is having their uh, salary cap issues. We'll get to that in, the, in a little in a minute, but. You know, maybe San Fran. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what their their cap situation is because they got they got a lot of compensatory. I think they got about like what forty compensatory picks. <laughs> so they got a, they got a lot of uh, stuff to work with there. Uh, so, but yeah, I think that I think like any school, any uh, a team would be uh, glad to get his service. I mean, he's still very productive. He went. To, he like I said, he's been a Pro Bowler. He's been an All Pro. I think if you're a team, you know, Bears or anyone else, I think you would definitely be calling him for your for his services. Yeah, I, I agree more. And with that, Adam Thielen, I don't know if he's going to come to the Bears because let's be honest here, the Bears are not ready to win yet. Not saying they can't be a surprise team next year. They can't. A, a whole lot is going to go right for them. But uh, if you add Adam Thielen, I don't think he's going to come here to Chicago. I can see going going to a team like Philadelphia, maybe Washington, or maybe, I don't know about San Francisco, but you're going to a team that, that is ready to win now, and you don't have to be the guy. Mm-mm. 
you know, looking at some of these teams, I mean, maybe does he stay in the division? Maybe go to Detroit, maybe to kind of be like kind of that leader, maybe. Uh, let's see. I mean, maybe the Chargers. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm spitballing teams here. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. I mean, like San Fran, like I said, I don't know if they're, I don't know if San Fran is going to be in win now mode because they, they won't have a quarterback next year because both their guys are hurt. So, uh, Perry just had successful uh, surgery, by the way. So, uh, you know, wishing him a speedy recovery. But mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be interesting to see you know, where he goes. Because sure, like I said, he wants to go to a contender. So those are like the, the, the those are a few contenders that I know of. I mean, that, that has you know cap space. But all right, how about let me see? Uh, let's see here. What else? What else? Uh, oh, sorry about that. Uh, Right, so yeah, it's gonna be very. You know, Vita Vila uh, is clearing about nine. Uh, they're reworking his contract for about nine million in uh, in cash space for the Bucks. So I'm wondering that could be an interesting. Uh, you know that yeah, they definitely need to keep him uh, there. I'm talking about the Bucks. So mm-hmm. uh, so let's see what else here. Oh, they oh uh, the Cowboys have cleared thirty million in cash space by uh, doing the conversion of the contract for both uh, Dak Prescott, uh, O Lyman, Zach Martin. So they're gonna have a little bit of money to play with. I'm talking about the Cowboys. So smart. And I think they the place the franchise tag on running back Tony Pollard is currently injured. Yeah, so that, hopefully so he'll be healthy for the start of next season. Yeah, that that should help them a lot, and especially with the, their their bottom lines. So like I said, a lot of teams are going to be moving are moving money around and such. So let me see here. Uh, let's see. There's a couple other NFL uh, nuggets that I want to talk about real quick. Let me go through some of, some of these. But yeah, I mean. You know, the whole thing with the you know with the NFL and, and and also with the cap hits and you know various you know guys you know coming in DeAndre Hopkins he, you know his he's been the subject of trade rumors and such uh, so I know a lot of Bears fans have been wanting him to perhaps maybe come in but if you're I was going to ask you uh, that do you think he'll be a great fit fit here for Justin Fields I think he would I think he would too but you know they're not in win now mode and if you're uh, Hopkins you're getting up there in age I think you'll you'll be thirty I believe later this year. You don't want to go someplace and not be able to contend. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, I don't know if he'll have a say on where he'll go, but if I were him, I, if I were like, look, if you guys are going to trade me, trade me to a contender at the very least, so you can get something from him. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, look, I'm sure the bears will probably go for it. You know, try to, you know, maybe get him, but you know, I don't know. I know you said Philadelphia may be in some cap, uh, yeah, uh, well. Dar- yeah. Darius Slade wants to trade. <laughs> Fletcher, Co- look, they're, they're they got a lot of unrestricted free agents. You know, they got. I think I think I saw uh, I thought I saw this Miles Sanders, uh, Fletcher Cox, among others. There's like about a dozen guys on that list, and they, I guess they had a lot of uh, cap you know, clearance they had to do. So now they're going to be looking for a lot of guys. They may. They yeah, may I don't see them bring them all them back. They bring. I think they might bring someone back, and not not all. But mm-hmm. you know, what do you think of that situation in Philadelphia? Yeah, like <laughs> this is the world of professional sports, especially in the NFL. You cannot keep everybody happy. And Philadelphia's defense was tops in the NFL last year. We saw what happened mm-hmm. uh, uh, during that Super Bowl, which they got outplayed in that second half. But uh, that defense is still pretty good. And I know you got uh, Reddick, uh, the one, uh, one of the young linebackers there. I know we, we didn't hear from him in the second half of that game. You didn't hear mm-hmm. a lot from those uh, Eagles defenders in that second half. But their defense is still pretty good. Uh, let's not forget, too, just like we have the situation here in Chicago with Justin Fields. They got to find money to pay Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't for his injury last year, he would have walked away with last year's MVP. 
Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to look out for, too, in Philadelphia. Uh, the Rams are planned to release, of course. We talked about this here the last couple of shows. Uh, outside linebacker Leonard Floyd. So, uh, ow, he's not coming back to the Bears. <laughs> that's not happening. So, yeah, he could, he probably could you know, go across the hall and just go to the uh, the Chargers. I mean, I don't know if they're, they're, they were in a similar defense, but I think he's going to I think he's going to want to go someplace to get another ring. So now he's that he tasted a couple of years ago with the Rams. So I would probably want to go go there if you want. So you know. And they're trying to look for. Um, a, I don't know if they're going to get it, but they're trying to look for a first round pick at best for Jalen Ramsey. I'm talking about the Rams. I don't know if they're going to get that, but I don't know either because <laughs> he's getting up there in age. He's still an effective player, but he's not like he once was a few years ago in Jacksonville. Right. Right, and uh, Mike Garofalo just uh, tweeted that that the Dolphins have informed Tua that they are picking up his fifth year option. Uh, he'll be guaranteed a little over twenty three million for uh, the twenty twenty four season. So they're, I guess, they're confident that you know they give uh, Tua a chance to uh, win, even though he had various you know, concussions and injuries over the last year. I'm a little worried about that, but. I don't know. We'll see. I our uh, my my buddy Mark Gunnels, who works uh, who works out in Los Angeles. He's a big uh, KC. Uh, going back to Leonard Floyd, uh, you know, like he's a big KC fan, and he said that maybe perhaps you know him going to Kansas City. I'm talking about Leonard Floyd. <laughs> I don't know if he I don't know if he wants to go in the cold anymore. I don't. I don't think. Nah. Uh, <laughs> so what, what do you think about Tua? You know, real quick before we go to break. Oh, like I said, his health is the most important thing right now. I think that was a smart move for the Dolphins to pick up his fifth year option, but after that, we. You want to see how healthy he stays in for next year because Miami's still in playoff mode. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest here, no shade to Skylar Thompson, uh, who didn't have the best performance in a playoff game last year. If Tua was healthy and played in that playoff game last year, they would have beaten Buffalo. So the question is now, can Tua stay healthy? Because you saw uh, what they did. They had that hot start to, to yep. the season last year when he was healthy. When he was out of there, they barely struggled limping into the playoffs. Yeah, that's going to be the key. And then health's going to be a big you know, key for him, you know, going down the line. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully he'll be, you know, ready to go by um, next season, by the time, well, at least by the time training camp starts at the very least. So we're taking a really quick break. Our girl Christy uh, Matica from a KXRB. She's playing a little hurt today, but we're glad she's uh, with us. You know, we'll have her, you know, cut off. She's on deck. Also, too, uh, we forgot to I'll talk about this earlier when we were talking about college hoops. But, uh, yeah, a longtime head coach is uh, retiring, It has retired. And and uh, the White Sox, and this is definitely for Christine, the White Sox announced some new promotions coming up for this upcoming 2023 season. We're, we'll get her reactions as well. And Diamond Sports was late on making payments to a certain Uh-oh. MLB team. As they'll head to bankruptcy court next week. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. You're listening to the Friday Fun Edition of Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Akina. Christine is up next right here, live in Living Color on Sports Zone Chicago. This year, my mom got me the perfect bag for back to school. These colorful binders help me stay organized. These headphones are just what I need for studying. These new sneakers are just what I need for the new year. This jacket is a real must-have. My parents got me the skateboard I wanted. It's pretty cool. These scissors really come in handy in art class. These colored pencils, too. These new socks, they can be a real lifesaver.
And I finally got my own phone to stay in touch with my mom. Trisha's having a sleepover tonight. Can I go? I wonder about Lucy's friends. What should I say? I know you're only ten, but one of these days a friend will offer you a drink. And alcohol at your age can lead to so many things. None of them good. So can I go to the sleepover? Lucy, I want you to promise me something. I finished my homework. <laughs> Bigger promise. If there's any drinking, I want you to say, no thanks, not my thing. Mom. I promise you, your real friends won't care. Deal? Sure. Really? I promise, Mom. They really do hear you. Did you pack your toothbrush? For tips on how to start the talk, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. A public service message from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. Hey, this is Dr. J, and I listen to Sean and Maya in the morning. <laughs> Welcome back to our last segment of, of today and the last segment of the week as you listen to the Friday fun edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid Deslakino. You can follow your truly on the Twitter and the IG at SidKid80. Once again, that's SidKid80. That's S-I-D-K-I-D-80. S-I-D-K-I-D-80. You can follow me at Kina McGee on the Twitter and at Kina McGee on the IG. And a daily reminder, you can also catch Sports Zone Chicago now live on Roku TV, live and on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And if you want to hit us up in our comment section, this is your last chance, fourth quarter style. Go to Sports Zone mm -hmm. Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago YouTube. Type in your questions and comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. All right, Sid, uh, our girls here, like I said, she's a little bit under the weather, but, you know, we're glad she's uh, here with us this week. He, you know, of course, from KXRB, she's our girl, Christine, the Queen Manica. What's up, Christine? Ba -ba -ba -ba! 
Oh boy. <laughs> my bad it's him at an air horn. <laughs> air horn. That's gonna make my headache worse. Sorry. Yeah, yeah well, no, 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 no loud noises. Uh we prom no more loud noises. Uh Chris we promise. So I swear I'm not hung over. Yeah, oh no, 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 no. We, 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 no, no, no. We we believe you, we believe you. So uh, other than that, how are you feeling? Other than uh, um, other than that. Great. You know, it's been a it's been a good couple of weeks. We didn't get any snow last night, so that's a good thing. Tomorrow, I don't know, but at least today we didn't get any, so it's great. Yeah, yeah we, we didn't really get any here on the south side either, so. No, 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 we did not, so yeah. So, uh, I, well, yeah, most of the was up north, so they were actually right this time, you know. The, the, the yeah, right. right. So they should be up late, up Feeling pretty good now. Uh, now, where do you want to go first with uh, Christine uh, here, Sid? I know we got a lot to you'll get to her with. with the I want to get to her thoughts about Aaron Rodgers and possibly joining the New York Jets via trade. Like, like I was, we were talking about earlier, uh, uh, Christine. Uh, listening to New York sports radio over the last uh, few days, um, a few Jets fans, of course, you're going to have your few. Oh, I don't want Aaron Rodgers because he's condescending. I don't like his personality. Blah blah blah. But Many Jets fans are excited. We talked about it last year, Christine. Zach Wilson lost the locker room. The Jets, after beating that sorry-ass Bears team last year, they were 7-4. Of course, they faded down the stretch. Uh, what are your thoughts about Aaron Rodgers joining, possibly uh, joining the New York Jets? Bye. It looks like it's Jets or retirement. That's what I'd say. Bye, Felicia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, stop causing the drama. Stop making it a big media circus. If you want to leave, just get out and go to a different team. Start somewhere new and fresh. I know that Zach Wilson lost the locker room, but, hey, he gave every one of his own linemen some mopeds for Christmas. So even though he lost them in the locker room, he still treated them right outside of the field. So you got to <laughs> give him a little bit of credit for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, seriously, I, it's it's all a media circus. I think at this point, just whenever he wants to announce where, when he's going, let him do it. You know, enough of this. I'm going to be in four days of darkness in order to make my decision. He already knew what your de decision was going to be, even before the season was over. Right when you got off that Bears field, you knew that this was probably going to be it for you in a Packers jersey. A little bit nutty here how that how all that uh transpired you see sauce yeah. gardener burning cheese heads again do not try that at home folks uh of course <laughs> all the other uh some of the other desperately sound like Garrett wilson reese hall they've been you know kind of mm -hmm. lobbying for uh the uh, air rushes to come in but i think people he I think, has he forgotten that uh that the new york me is very merciless so especially oh, people, yeah it's they, awful yeah i mean you know if they have a bad start especially they're going to let him have it. And I don't know if he, he may not be ready for that. <laughs> hey, you know, he was engaged to uh, Shailene Woodley, and that was kind of a turbulent relationship. So I think he can handle it. <laughs> and he now, puts it on himself anyway. Okay, yeah. Enough with, <laughs> enough with Aaron Rodgers' foolishness. You know, let, let's go to the Lamar Jackson. What do you think about We We talked about it uh, a few minutes ago. Of course, he wants more money. He's, he's his own agent. Uh, the Ravens put the non-exclusive uh, tag on him. Where do you see that situation going? I know that a lot of people are saying that it's probably better if he does have an agent. But if you look at his teammate, Roquan Smith, doesn't have an agent, is now one of the highest paid linebackers, not just for the Ravens, but in the NFL. 
So that just goes to show you, you necessarily don't need an agent if you already know what you're worth. Um, so it's, it's interesting that they franchise tagged him. I can see why he would be upset about it. But if you know what you're worth, you're going to fight for it. And that fight's going to show whether it's in front of the Ravens or if it's with another team. Yeah, you would think, Christine, uh, me and Lakina discussed this uh, the last uh, uh, last segment, that it, even though Lamar Jackson is looking for a fully guaranteed contract like Deshaun Watson has with Cleveland, we won't get into that. We won't get into that. That's a whole other subject. But do you want to be the first owner NFL owned to give a, a player like Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed deal because some people are accusing of being collusion. Uh, I see where some folks are coming come coming from with that, but I I I'll completely don't buy that. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you've seen organizations take risk on that before. Um, whether a team is interested in him, because you know Lamar, he's kind of past his time i don't want to say he's totally past his prime but he's past the point where we used to see him be really really good and he, he could still be that great quarterback but i think it could be too little too late to teach a, a veteran new tricks so to speak he has his form he has the, his way of doing things and that's how it's going to go so if they want to take a risk on him sure crazier things have happened in the nfl but I would think now that Derek Carr is for sure going to the Saints, I would th think that they would try to keep him on Baltimore since there really aren't any options out there at the moment. Yeah, I think that's probably I think they'll figure it out too. I, I think that you know there's too much you know going on there. I, well, with the with the with the Asian thing, I think he uh, I think you know uh, uh, Roman didn't have a lot of family members in his ear. He just knew what he was yeah. worth. I think I think Lamar's case, I think he's got too many people in his family are kind of like in his ear. So I think that's probably, probably that's probably I think that's probably what makes the case a little bit different now. Uh, just you know, saw across the wires that the Vikings are again dumping a lot of salary. Uh, they're waving a uh, veteran uh, corner uh, Cameron Danzler. So you know that they, they you know Darius Smith you know is gone. Adam Thielen is gone. Now you know see with the with the latter two. I mean, do you would you want any one either one of those two with the Bears? Uh, Thielen, absolutely. I think Thielen would be great at least to get this offensive line going. He, I know he's been in the NFL 10 plus years, whatever, but he's a veteran. He's not just a great veteran on the field, but I've heard that he's a great guy in the locker room and he's just a great guy in general. So I know that he doesn't have that. He's 32. I know he doesn't have that much time left, but I think a two-year contract three-year contract max would be beneficial for the Bears at least. If Fields is talking about getting some weapons to throw to, I think he would be the perfect guy. Hmm. Not a bad take, not a bad take at all. You're listening to Second City Sports Friday, fun, fun Friday edition right here on Sports of Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you, Christine, the Queen Manica from KXRB in Sioux Falls is hanging out with us. Let's switch over to baseball. Christine, well, focusing on off the field, the White Sox uh, earlier this week announced some new promotional dates for this upcoming 2023 season. Would you like to hear some of those? Sure. Good. I was going to give it to you anyway. You I said know. no. I say this all the time. I say Do yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Here's the, here's the first of the new uh, giveaway days for this upcoming season. Sunday, May 14th, against the Houston Astros, the Jose Abreu Houston Astros, 
and also his family Sunday that day. The first 20,000 fans will receive a White House belt bag presented by Rush. You mean a fanny pack? Yes. <laughs> that's Why are they calling it a belt bag? Oh, that's what they said. That's why I'm reading off this sheet. Uh, <laughs> that's basically that's what, it's basically a fanny pack. That's, yeah, say, it's, a, it's a fanny pack. That's basically what that is. It's a fanny pack. <laughs> uh, Saturday, May 20th, against the Kansas City Royals, uh, a white size track jacket presented by Xfinity. First 20,000 fans. Now we're talking. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like, I like and, that. Yeah, and we're talking some more here. Saturday, July 29th versus the Cleveland Guardians. First 20,000 fans will receive a White Sox cap uh, presented by CIBC. And it's a black cap with a red bill and it's a, a red background with a white White Sox. Hmm. Oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Go go to WhiteSox.com. You'll see the uh, the image. I, I'd rather have an all black hat. Yeah, the color combination is a little bit strange, yeah. though, I think. All right, and I definitely have tickets to this game, being a season ticket holder. Saturday, August 26th, against the Oakland Athletics, a Saturday night contest. A Dylan C's bobblehead presented by Benny's Beverage uh, Depot. The first 15,000 fans, 21 and over, will receive a Dylan C's bobblehead. There we go, with the stash and everything. Yes, and they're having him wearing his uh, 1983 uh, Sunday um, White Sox jerseys, the ones that wear on Sunday home games. Mm-hmm. And and presented by Mordello on Saturday, September 30th. That's the last weekend of the regular season against the Padres. First 10,000 fans, 21 and up, will see the La, La Katrina bobblehead, wherever the hell that is. Uh, that's interesting. Okay, that, that's yeah. cool. interesting. But yeah. we have, but wait, there's more. Uh, theme nights have been added this year to, uh, to the White Sox uh, game day experience. Christine, you're definitely going to love this. Oh boy. June 9th, Country Music Night. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it that loud the Cypress <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh June 21st, Pride Night. June 23rd, with NASCAR being here in Chicago this summer. Oh, the downtown city's gonna tear up literally. Oh, yeah. June yeah. 23rd is NASCAR night. Wait, are you telling me that they're going to have NASCARs running around the streets of Chicago? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a street race. Yeah, it's going to be a street race that weekend. Yep. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> nope. No, ma'am. Oh, nope. my gosh. Well, that's going to be like a movie right there. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine what the traffic's going to be like for that weekend. Oh, my gosh. So like, don't even folks. bother. Take the train. Yeah. Do something yes. else. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. August 11th against the Milwaukee Brewers. Christine will like this one. It will be Elvis night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I Oh, did I? Yes. I went to Elvis night last year, I remember. I believe you did. Yes, I think you did. I did. I went to Elvis night last year. September 1st, rock and roll night. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I like that. In additional uh, dates, May 2nd. A dog day at the park, so that that's being uh, brought oh, back for the first I time in a yeah. So yes, that's first yes. time in several seasons they brought that uh, uh, dog a uh, dog. I think they sit on the in the bleachers. So I think they'll still do the same thing yes. this year. So May second, dog day at the ballpark, and June fourth, yoga at the park. Yoga at the park. Yoga, oh yes, yoga. Yes. Stay. <laughs> yep. So that's your new promotional dates and giveaways for the White Sox for this upcoming 2023 season. 
You know, yeah, and now most- I think about it, I think it was Elvis Night two years ago. Not last year, but two years ago. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's that's okay. I mean, it's a, yeah, but yeah, I mean, that should be a, this should be a fun night regardless. Yeah. Yoga night. That's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, so- Come on, Lakia. No, no, no. I do yoga. It's just, oh. no, it's just going to be interesting where the White Stars are going to be by then. Like, yo, we're going to have a lot of. A lot of you know doing a lot of. Let's see when is yoga night. Let me look that up again. Yoga night is uh, yoga night. Yeah, that's June fourth, so it's still kind of early. Oh yeah, plenty of game left. Yeah, I'll say that they'll they'll probably you know maybe hopefully we'll be having a bad start. Maybe softball can get in the field too and get in. Oh yeah, yoga. Oh yeah, I, I can see softball doing those poses like you know you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So um, as we as we usually say, make your uh, plan accordingly. Uh, and the White Sox will be home on Memorial Day this year against the Anaheim Angels, uh, Christine's uh, soon-to-be husband's team. Yeah, and of course, they'll, of course, they'll, they'll they'll be at home again this year on July fourth as they'll take on the Toronto Blue Jays. Sounds oh, that sounds good. That's gonna be a lot of fun. All right, let's keep it you know, with the baseball <laughs> on the field. Uh, all the rule changes, Neo, now. Uh, of course, you know, Christy, we get a chance to, to ask you about that. Of course, we've seen some of the oh, various, the pitch, uh, yeah, the, with the pitch time is stupid. That's oh, what well, I think. I was gonna ask, I was gonna ask, yeah. like, you know, do you like the rules? You know, were there some rules that you don't like? I, I know, well, look, you know, the pitch clock, okay, yo, go on. I mean, I get it. People want to speed up the game and get with, you know, Gen Z and whatever else because they can hardly pay attention, but that's <laughs> it's America's pastime. You know, it's not America's let's speed this game up already time. No, it's America's pastime. And plus, I think you're going to actually injure the pitchers more than by doing that just because there is a pitch clock. It's it's a faster-paced game, right? And if they don't have enough time to recover, well, then they're going to blow their arm, their arm off or something like that. So, I don't know. I don't think that rule was necessary, but... Like I said, I get it. They want to keep up with the younger generation, but I don't necessarily agree with that. You can tell she's moving to our generation, Lakina. Them see them young kids. Listen, I was never. I'm a millennial, so I was never in that Gen Z, whatever it is. We love it. I was like, yeah, but she's on our side. I uh, said you know, with the millennial. Yeah, she is younger than us. Yeah, she's more on our side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you oh, yeah. about another rule change about uh, per at, per batter you only get throw the first base uh, pickoff attempts twice nice. and of course the the bases are bigger this year. Do you think you will see an increase in offense, particularly in the stolen base department? I think that was actually a good move because sometimes he, the pitcher if he throws the ball to first base that's annoying. Like mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, if some guy does it three times in a row, four times, then it's like, oh, my gosh, just get on with the game. So I get yeah. the rule change. I think that's a good move. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with you. That one now. Interesting, you know, our, uh, uh, Chuck Garfine, you know, of course, you know, NBC Sports Chicago covers the Sox, a big Sox fan, just tweeted that uh, the average uh, spring training game last year was a little over three hours for the White Sox. This year already has been a little over two and a half hours. So, you know, whether you like the rules, you know, the games have been quicker. So, you know. You know, for what it's worth, but uh, what about the World Baseball Classic? Are you going to tune in uh, to that for that, Christine? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <Just> maybe. <laughs> yeah, she's being nice and diplomatic about. It, unlike yours truly, it was. I think it's a big, even though it's sponsored by MLB, it's a big waste of time. I I know that 
Uh, the White Sox have a few, few players in there. Lance Lynn, mm-hmm. Tim Anderson, Johan McCann, mm-hmm. Luis Robert Jr. He likes to be known as this season. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it will help them. Hopefully they don't get hurt, first of all. Uh, right. And number two, I think it will help them as far as uh, carrying momentum into the start of the season. Because let's be honest, the White Sox need to get off to a good start to please they this fan base. Something. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> Especially if they, if they have a, a bad start. I mean, that's the one thing I'm worried about with the White Sox. They got to have a good start early on. Because mm-hmm. if not, yeah, because if not, I mean, you know, you're going to be – I know, I know Pedro Grafol, you you got a first-year manager, but, you know, this is a team that's still, you know, intact for the most part. So I'm a little concerned about the White Sox this year, especially after Cease's outing, you know, a couple of days ago. I know it's spring training, but you give up, you know, what, eight runs in like less than, a, mm-hmm. less than a, uh, an inning. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a good sign. Yeah, the man. Yeah, the man is human. I think he's just getting out of the system. This remember, this is spring yeah. training, right? As this is second season sports on sports on Chicago, Lakina McGee, Cindy Brown, our girl KXRB's Christine Manica joining us for her uh, bi-weekly uh, Friday visit. Now we did get a chance to talk about this earlier, Sid, but uh, going back to college who's but Jim Beheim, the longtime head coach from Syracuse, was uh, has retired. I'm doing the air quotes here. Like, I think he was forced out because of something. Yeah. After, especially after what happened with uh, after that Wake Forest uh, game where they lost in the opening round of the uh, ACC tournament. Now, 47 seasons uh, as a coach, all at Syracuse, five Final Four appearances, one national title. Of course, that was with uh, Carmelo when he was a freshman. The second most was by a head coach in D1 history. And, of course, you know, 05, uh, Naismith Hall of Fame inductee now uh adrian autry that's like a, when i heard the name i'm like oh wow that's the name i haven't heard in years not the northwestern running back uh adrian <laughs> that's darnell autry <laughs> well, so, yeah i mean that's darnell autry but yeah i mean you know, but yeah there was uh, there actually was adrian autry, autry also on that team as well but uh mm-hmm. but yeah i mean you know they just had the presser uh earlier this morning i know uh I know uh, he had been there. I'm talking about Adrian Archer has been there since 2011, since coming back. He'd been, he'd been his sister for a while. So this was always a plan, I guess. But uh, you could kind of say that, you know, probably could have retired after he coached his sons a couple of years ago. But he wanted, we, we talked about it uh, when uh, Jay Wright retired last year, said uh, mm-hmm. that, look, we're going to, they're going to make, they're going to have to make me leave. And I guess that's what they're doing. They're making, they made him leave. <laughs> I'm talking yeah. about uh, 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 Coach Beheim. Yeah, he coached some very good players uh, throughout his team. I didn't think he was there for that long, but I knew he'd been there a long time. But now, 47 years, remember the now late great uh, Earl, uh, Pearl, Pearl Washington, Washington yeah. uh, of course, uh, Billy Owens, of course, Randy Cycli, Derek Coleman, of course, you mentioned Carmelo Anthony, Jerry McNamara. I know he didn't turn mm-hmm. out to be anything in the league, but that's all of the mm-hmm. issue. But uh, he has some uh, very good players uh, throughout his coaching career. I believe he's in the Basketball Hall of Fame, correct? Yes. Yep. Good. So his his place is there forever. End up there, Springfield, Massachusetts. So he had a very good, career, uh, great career coaching career. And as we talked about before, like you know, we mentioned, like the names of Jay Wright, who's now analyst for CBS, and Coach Kane Roy Williams. Both of those guys retired last year as well. Uh, the landscape of college sports, in particular college basketball, is changing with the new NIL rules and things along along that line. Uh, recruiting has changed uh, for the better and for mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Bob Huggins is like among that 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 group that's still there. And you know, Huggins said, "Don't ask me, don't ask me about retirement, don't ask me." <laughs> he's he's coaching also. Awesome. Give me my paycheck. <laughs> yeah, I say, yeah, paycheck. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah, I say, I ain't going nowhere. So, <laughs> what do you think about this news, Christine? I, you know, I know you think that maybe he was forced out, and that could be it. But then again, there's always a time where you gotta let new blood 
get their feet wet. And there's right. always, there was always a need for young coaches to get their one shot. And this could be it for someone at Syracuse. So I don't think he was necessarily pushed out, but maybe he thought that there was some potential within his own co coaching staff to move up to that next level. Well, yeah, if you saw his presser early, he said he had nothing but great things to say about Adrian Autry. He was a leader of mm -hmm. among the, the early 90s, you know, for the Syracuse team. So I think they went, I think they went to the Big East Championship, if I'm not mistaken, during that time yeah. he was there. So, you know, yeah, I mean, we'll see what he does. I mean, hopefully they'll give him some time. I mean, I know he's still a beloved figure there. So I mean, I'm sure they'll give him some time and get his, yeah. uh, put his on it now Patrick Ewan unfortunately you know has been uh you know fired you know after their after their loss in the early on the Big East tournament at Georgetown yeah I mean after winning that uh Big East tournament coming out of nowhere after a couple of years you know a, a lot of those guys unfortunately left for various reasons so that's why they were they, he, he, he wasn't able to build on that I've heard Rick, Rick Bettino's name has been floated around perhaps as uh going back to the Big East I thought so, my eyes were deceiving here I ran it on the bottom line a couple hours ago yeah, yeah, that was that. Yep, you're not. No, that was a rumor. Been, I know. I have wow. a friend who. Uh, I have a friend who is out. In, uh, who who's from here and who but who is out in, uh, in D.C. He's been living out there for thirty years. He knows a basketball ethic out there. Like, yeah, he said that that's been the rumor that a lot of people want mm -hmm. Coach Patino, Richard Rick, Rick Patino, back in the Big East. You know, Coach in Georgetown. So I don't know who knows if that's going to be end up being the case. Yeah, remember when he thought the NF NBA was the NFL had the worst record, so you can draft the best player that year. Tim Duncan came out. That was over 20-something years, almost 35 years ago. Uh, I know he had success with the Knicks back in the day, uh, the first time in the 80s, but uh, don't let him coach the NBA again, I'm just saying. Don't give him that much power. But he's one of the best college coaches of his, <coughs> excuse me, of his generation. We saw what he did at Providence, Kentucky. And mm -hmm. uh, if he gets that Georgetown job, uh, there's going to be a whole lot more pressure on him than it was on you, and that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just see where that goes. So, uh so what what are you looking you know are you looking forward to the March Madness coming up, Christine? Or is there like Absolutely. any teams? Is there any teams that you know that you're 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 having your eye on? <laughs> well, for the women, you have the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. They just got uh, yeah, they got their bid on Tuesday, was it? They punched their ticket. And yeah. then uh North Dakota State, mm -hmm. yes. No, I'm sorry, Oral Roberts. Or, they, or were, Roberts. They, yeah, they punched their ticket on went on Tuesday evening too. So those are gonna be some good good teams from the Summit League. I know for Oral Roberts on the men's side, they were undefeated in the yep. league this yep. whole season. And uh, the coach had some choice words to say about South Dakota, but he paid for it after after what he said. He let's just say he wasn't too thrilled of the fact it always the summit league tournament being in South Dakota always and not you yeah. know in their home stadium. So yeah he he paid for it with the reporters here eventually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only, yeah I, I heard about that. I can only imagine that uh the reporters are kind of gave him the what for because they, yeah. they've been doing that for like the last like 10 or 15 years it's been, oh yeah it's, it's, it's been there for and that's because there's just no other facility like the denny sanford premier center in right. the summit league so it, it it is it's a great stadium um and the, i you know no other site i guess the next one would be omaha but right who wants to go to omaha or nebraska i'm kidding but yeah um, no so I, he, the Oral Roberts coach, you know, he came out of Baylor. So he's been with Oral right. Roberts, I think, since 2017. So he's used to, like, you know, the big Baylor. Big, you know, yeah. Right. All the fans traveling wherever they go. 
So I can see why he could be a little bit frustrated. And I think when the reporters brought it up to him, he mentioned like, oh, I don't, I don't know what the big deal is. Like, I didn't say anything negative or, or anything like that. But no, he implied it. So, I mean, what are you going to do, right? Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, Paul Mills like that. That was like one of Scott Strews, like one, uh, like right hand uh, guys over at Baylor for years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, but you know, we'll, we'll see. But like I said, yo, look, Oral Roberts can make yo some noise in the tournament if they get the right matchup. So, or you know, anything. Was, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Sid. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was gonna ask uh, uh, Christine, what about on the men's side? What teams are you look? Are you watching out any of our, our local teams, Illinois, Northwestern, or uh, another team nationally like Kansas? Uh, who you? Which teams are you watching out for? As the big dance starts next week. Oh, always, you know, for Illinois because you know that's where my sister is graduating <laughs> in May. So of course I got to cheer for Illinois. Um, I got to cheer for Northwestern too, and I I think this is going to be a fun tournament. You know, there's been a lot of upsets within the college basketball season this year. Purdue, for one, they were ranked number one, and now all of a sudden they're down to like seven or eight, something like that. So it just goes to show you that that anything can happen. Well, it's interesting because, yeah, like you guys, like we've been saying, you can put like ten or fifteen teams in a hat. It can like you yeah. know mix it up and take out one team. You say okay, yeah, right. that, that you can make a case for a team to win. Also, I don't think there really is a favorite this year. I, I just don't think no. there is. There is a favorite in my book, and that's Sister Jean. Gosh, love Sister Jean. I know. This year, I know. She I know. is just so cute. Love her, yeah. Yo, Coach Valentine, y'all get together for next season so we can get her, get her back. I know she's gonna be 104 by that time. I know, I know. Bless so, her heart. Bless her heart, though. Still with us as well now. Uh, so let's go real quick with the Diamond Sports. You know, you can pay off that tease about uh one major uh one pro sports tease not getting their uh their payments. Yeah, we know that the Bally Sports Regional Sports Networks they were purchased by the Diamond Sports Group, who owns them from Fox Sports back in 2018. Of course, they're going to head into uh, Chapter 11 Bankruptcy Court, uh, Protective Bankruptcy Court uh, next week. In the grace period uh, for those teams that are under the Bally Sports realm, uh, should be receiving their payments by this time next week. But the Arizona Diamondbacks have not received not one payment yet. Oh, and oh that's dear. not good. Oh, dear. That's not good. Oh, oh boy. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah, the Diamondbacks are the only team so far that have not received a payment. I mean, gosh, uh, you feel you feel for that organization, but then again, yeah. you feel bad for the employees with Bali Sports. It's like, what are what are mm -hmm. they gonna do now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that's gonna be like the number one question once they go to the bankruptcy court. That's gonna be something that they're gonna have to figure out. So we we heard about maybe ESPN, maybe wanna you know come in and say, Hey, look, you want to stream your games with us? We'll we'll give you uh, the, the resources to do that. So something to figure out. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah, I think Diamond Sports, I mean, they've been around a long time, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, and just just a point out another highlight from this article from courtesy of our good friends and awful announcing the San Diego Padres, one of those teams that was spending money big time this offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they are reportedly getting paid $60 million from Bally Sports, of course, Bally Sports San Diego, uh, $60 million a year through 2032. Wow, okay, wow. yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see how are they gonna be able to, especially if they, uh, if they are, there's no money there for them to pay to pay these folks talk about mm -hmm. the players right. and the people the people in front of and behind the scenes so yeah because that's how the most of the uh salary caps are uh for mm -hmm. these teams are set not just uh, the, the national the contracts from the national tv networks but your local 
um, TV rights as well. So yeah. uh, the national, we saw in 2020 with all the four major sports with no fans in the stands, all the right. players got paid through advertisement in the national TV contracts, but your local TV contracts was really sets the market. And, right. it, it, and those teams don't get their payments. Like I said, it's not just the employees, but the players at first, uh, that's how mm -hmm. they get paid. And, yeah. and the TV networks, they're, uh, they're not shelling out their bread. Uh, there's a problem. Of course, the model is changing how uh, these uh, games are being viewed anyway, because uh, core cut has been for almost a decade, Lakina, just about. Yep, just about. So, just about. So everybody's starting to stream legally and illegally. I don't go into the illegal part of it, but uh, <laughs> people are starting to stream their games right now. So as we say look, all the time, Lakina, people want and need options. And, and the way the business model is changing, I don't think Valley Sports saw that coming. They, they overpaid for those RSNs from Fox mm -hmm. Sports, and, yep. and now look yep. where they at. Now they're paying for it, so. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Both literally and literally, so uh, yeah. we'll, we'll keep you guys updated on that. And uh, this come across the wires, too. Devin McCourty, the veteran uh, secondary uh, player for the Patriots, won three Super Bowls with them as announced his retirement. So we know his, uh, his twin brother Jason is working at the – with NFL Network and Good Morning Football. So we'll see if he follows his twin brother to the media. So twin power. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we, might, we might see that. Look, we might see that. That'd be, that'd be a nice little niche for uh for the NFL Network. Yo, Devin right. and Jason yeah. working together. That'd be pretty no, cool. Speaking of the NFL Network, it looks like they'll be cutting back on some um talent as well. I saw that uh yeah. story the other day. So uh, we'll see what happens with that. Because um, uh, the whole model of sports media is changing, as we talked yep. about with linear cable TV, uh, people are cutting the cord. You still have a lot of people with cable, but not, it's not as much as uh, you say about uh, 10, 15 years ago. So right. uh, the model of how we view our programming, especially with sports, is changing. Of course, you got Hulu TV with live sports. You got YouTube TV, mm -hmm. Fubo TV. You got a new home for the NFL next season. Yeah, they'll be, yeah, they'll be, especially Sunday, Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket, yep, so mm -hmm. that, that's going to be, like, you know, I'm, you know, that might be a thing you look out for as well. So, yeah, the whole process is just, you know, changing. We're going to 2023, you know, the whole cult, the court cutting, I think that's going to be really interesting. But then with the rising costs, you know, going up to among the streaming services, you know, mm -hmm. people, some people are wondering that, you know, would they have been better off just keeping cable, so... It's, it's we, all said that bit, too. we said that too a few months ago. Yeah, it's all a little bit nutty here. So, yeah, we'll be interested to see what happens. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting. All right. Anything else before we disperse for the weekend, Christine? I don't think so. Go watch some basketball. Enjoy some spring training. Watch some golf, too. The Masters are coming up next month. So, yeah. I was just going to say with the golf, uh, the, uh, you got the Players' Championship going on at TPC Sawgrass. Um, Tiger's not there, unfortunately. Uh, you know, he's got his own legal issues. Again. I was gonna like say, sounds like uh, he's got some ex female issues going right now. <laughs> we'll leave it there, yeah, but, right. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, he should, like I was telling my mom this yesterday, he should probably just, just, just stay single, just stay single till Charlie goes to college, and yeah, then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kalamarakawa, uh, two shots back of Chad and Ramey, who is the leader. Uh, Justin Rose is near there. He's uh, at the top 12. There's not going to be a cut line here, I don't think, you know, no. with the, the way it's set up this Victor year. Victor Hovland, he's been really playing well the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he has. I think he's right up there, too. I think he's like, yeah. near, like, or, like, near the top 15. So, yeah, a lot. We'll see if Mario Kyle, okay, this will be another big tournament win for him. Unfortunately, John Rahm has had to – pull out uh due to uh stomach bugs but he had been struggling in the first round so 
you know, I'm sure he had to, you know, hopefully he'll feel better and, you know, he'll be back just in time for the Masters coming up in a few weeks. So, so start, we're seeing those promos already, folks. I mean, it's a little bit, yeah. it's a little bit. And Full Swing 2 is going to be on Netflix. They're doing a, a oh. second season of it. Yeah, that's been playing like the thing. I, I forgot who they're going to be on for the second season, but yeah, they've got you know Marikawa among a few others, you know, for that. So I think that's been helping the you old know, golf, you know, keep it up with, especially with the live golf now yeah. on you know the CW. So I think this has been the kind of the way to kind of the, for them to stay ahead of the game. So uh, good for good for the PGA for letting uh, uh, cameras get more access to the top players. So I think that 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 can only help them. Yeah, if you guys haven't watched it yet, it's really good. Like I've only I'm only in about a couple episodes in because I use that for my running videos um but it's it's so good i mean and some of the stuff that they're saying i'm like oh my gosh i can kind of relate to that on a different level with chris you know saying like you live a check to paycheck yeah. and it literally mm -hmm. depends on how well you played that's exactly it well thankfully there, there, there's more money available now so mm -hmm. that you know that they don't have to worry about that i know chris yeah. i'm sure chris has been benefiting from that as well so that's that should help yeah. a lot especially y'all got a wedding to pay for uh, oh gosh, yes <laughs> oh yeah so that, that helps you hopefully hope we can he, he can uh qualify the u.s for the u.s open too this year and you know hopefully you know yes. we'll be cheering hard for him yes. uh, <laughs> uh with that said you follow me at keenan mcgee on the twitter and it can't be on the ig you can follow your Shirley Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Christine, where can the lovely people follow you on social media? They can follow me at cmanica underscore KXRB. We will, of course, we want to thank, of course, Christine for making her uh, bi-weekly visit for this time of year with us. Yeah, and fighting through uh, her headaches. So I'm better. glad that. Yeah, thank you. Know, so, the, you know, so, you know, thank you for uh, joining us for that. Yeah. Of course, don't forget on uh, this Sunday at six o'clock after the brackets are released. We're going to be doing our uh, March Madness bracket special uh, here on Sports on Chicago. Here on <laughs> Facebook. Too, not too loud. Not too loud, Sid. Uh, but yeah, our buddy Mike Chin you know, will be joining us too. We're going to have all the breakdowns of you know, upsets, you know, potential upsets, you know, sleepers, all that stuff too. So make sure you guys tune in this Sunday coming up at 6 o'clock Central Time right here on Sports on Chicago on Facebook and YouTube. Yep. And after you tune in this Sunday, don't forget Second City Sports always airs Live and in living color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, exclusively right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as Christine and the kids would say. Oh, Check yeah. out Second, Second <laughs> Sports yeah. Live and in Living Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And anytime, anywhere you can join us on uh, Roku TV. Of course, I see they got uh, some new Roku TVs coming out. So, you know, of course, if you're going to buy those Roku TVs or if you got a Roku TV app, you know, whatever device you got, uh, just search uh, our our station sports on Chicago right there in the little search engine bar on the, where you get your apps. You know, mm -hmm. we have our show. Sean and Maya, the Smoke Fellas. I'm sure they're gonna have a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, with the you know with uh, the uh, the NFL, uh, with the both the NFL and the NBA, and also to a uh, March Madness coming up as well. So uh, check out check out those shows at any time, anywhere you want. So uh, enjoy all the all the sports. It's gonna be a busy sports weekend. You know, coming up this weekend with of course with all the conference tournaments, as as you guys said, the NBA, uh, spring training, more NFL news. I'm sure the TPC, you know, you know, you know players championship. So you know, we're gonna have all covered right there for you for you guys to enjoy. So for Sid and Christine, I'm the Kansas the Second City Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Oh, a shout out to uh, to Patrick Kane for getting his first uh, goal with the Rangers. So um, I'm sad, but yay! Yay! Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> 
On that note, of course, we'll see you guys next week. Also, nice. Jordan, also Jordan Porterfield from uh, WGN and ESPN will be joining us too at one o'clock. So to that's Monday show. More. Mm-hmm. Yep. So on Monday. So uh, make sure you guys mm-hmm. check that out as well. <laughs> yep. So see you Sunday for our March Madness Selection Sunday special. Till then, holla.